Talk Live. phone number. That's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie, Lori, and Nikki. And we have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. It's Free Talk Live. And if you didn't uh, get that phone number, it's 603-283-6160. You can call in with whatever is on your mind. You can change the subject or you can talk about Um, what we're talking about, whatever your opinions are on it. And starting off tonight, we have a creepy story from, this is from Fox 26, unless you want to read the story you have about it, about the um, Jackson, Mississippi jail, or I can read It doesn't matter. Yeah, you can read that one if you want. Um, We have this story that says 215 bodies found in Jackson, Mississippi exposed. And that just doesn't sound good. Sounds like a serial killer or something. But it might be even worse. It might have been cops. It says, An alarming situation has unfolded in Jackson, Mississippi, where 215 bodies were discovered buried in unmarked graves behind a state jail. Families of the deceased were left in the dark until last month. Some grave sites were only identified by a number and a metal rod, raising concerns about the lack of transparency and respect in handling the deceased. The families of the deceased's attorneys are calling for a thorough investigation into the circumstances around these unmarked graves. Why would a jail be burying people on their property? I think it's just a coincidence Mm -hmm. that it's behind the jail. I don't know if it's related to it. I guess allegedly the story is like when there's... You know, when you when you find a dead body, you're not able to identify it. No one no one comes forward looking for their family member or you try to get people to identify the body and and no one can identify it. Then they would just bury them in these unmarked graves. I guess that's how typically that would happen. Um, But a lot of the family members were saying like no one no one asked us. I guess one of the guys had an ID in his pocket. Hmm. So wow. clearly you can identify that person if they have identification on them. Um, so and 215 kind of sounds like a lot. Yeah. You think that it would be a, a rare thing to have somebody not be identifiable that has died. So there's, you know, is there a graveyard behind this prison? Yeah, is it's, that essentially, what it's essentially a okay. graveyard. I don't know if it's like a, an official graveyard or, or if just it's just, they... yeah, it's just a bunch of un, kind of unmarked graves. They're like being marked with like numbers. In a metal rod. Yeah. Which is, but so they're weird. not prisoners or they are prisoners? I don't think they're prisoners. No. That's okay. what Because I think one guy, um, it was, I don't remember the specifics, but there were like a whole bunch of different people. And it seems like the cops have something to do with it. Hmm. Like cops like, oh, I accidentally killed this person. So instead of like talking about it, we're just going to bury them and not tell their family. Anytime you have the ability of a government worker to, well, we put them in the unmarked grave because we tried and no one uh, came forward, then they're probably going to abuse that power. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if it's going to get them out of trouble or just, you know, completely 
go around the whole situation. If the families know who they are, how are they unmarked graves? Um, because they, I think they were digging people up. I don't know if this particular article gets into it, but I was really, I, I was interested. I read a few different articles about this because I don't know. It just, there's a lot of things that aren't adding up with it. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of these articles like don't, there's like still a lot of unanswered questions, but there's a whole, there's a, a civil rights uh, attorney that is representing a few of the family members. So I'm assuming they're in that court case. Like a lot of this is going to be, you know, dug Um, up. Yeah. It says the revelation began with Dexter Wade's death in March, 2023, in which a police officer fatally hit him. Yeah. Shockingly, his family was not informed of his death and he was buried without their knowledge. So did they just think he was missing? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these people were, uh, most of the people I believe were reported missing. Wow. So they and then know- their families just were looking for them and had no clue. And then I don't know how it came to be that they were digging up these graves because it says it refers to them as unmarked graves, but, but they know who they of- are. Yeah, they're. I guess they're identifying them after. I don't know how, how you would do that. I no, have no clue. I, I think that it says that um, they know who he was because they the, the, the police officer hit him. Yeah. So they know who he was and they're still burying him in unmarked graves. Yeah. So that's definitely sketchy. Yeah, absolutely. What? It says right. activist Arthur Silky Slim Reed working alongside attorney Ben Crump. They have some crazy names. Sheds light on the distressing details. Wed's case... Or sorry, Wade's case took a disturbing turn when it was revealed that he had identification on him. So obviously they knew who he was. The this identification was given to the lead detective by the medical examiner. However, the detective claimed to have called without receiving an answer and took no further action. So which oh, is I called crazy in and of itself. I mean, calling you need to do more, especially yeah. if this person is identified and killed by one of probably think, his officers yeah you yeah. think that they would just be held in um like a funeral home type situation you know how they Morgue, have like yeah. the fridges with the bodies i mean they'll keep bodies in there for years trying to either solve or keep calling you know, or something or keep calling like yeah, send, send, them a letter. send a letter yeah like something Some, go knock to their on their house. doors yeah one phone call and they're like oh no one answered yeah oh, well says, Reed says the situation in Mississippi is deeply troubling with six additional bodies now discovered in similar unmarked graves. Reed describes the grim scene at the burial site where buzzards flew overhead. The bodies were placed in shadowed graves without embalming, leading to a disturbing stench that attracted scavengers. His, he emphasizes the inhumanity of such treatment and calls for a more dignified handling of the deceased. So it doesn't sound... I was under the impression that this was like an official thing where it was like, yeah, this is just where we bury, you know, if, if there's no family to pay for a funeral, obviously hmm. that costs like several thousand dollars. You would think that they um, would like cremate those people. It would just be easier, right? Maybe yeah, they used to something, do something like that. Or I don't know if that's more expensive, but this sounds like someone, like they were hiding something and this yeah. was not an official thing at all that these are just like some cops burying people and they're like well i mean behind the behind the jailhouse sounds like a good yeah sounds like a good spot i mean what else are we gonna do we left a voice you know we didn't even leave a voicemail we we had one missed call on this lady's phone so and she didn't answer so we figured we'd just you know how long has this been going there? on for 215 people to be back there? I know, right? That's what I was uh, wondering. That sounds like... Because like, that's what I was saying, too. I'm like, you wouldn't think that there would be that many people 
that aren't able to be identified. Because if someone's reporting, typically everyone has at least a friend or a family member that if they go missing, it's very rare that somebody would have no one to to be looking for them if they were missing. In the population you know I mean? of Jackson, Mississippi is only 149,000. It's not like it's like, oh, a city of several million. Yeah. You, you'll never know who it was. Like, how many people are like all online talking about their missing brother, you know, something like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, like if somebody, I don't know that in relation to like Keene's population, for example, just because that's the city that we're in right now in New Hampshire. But if like, I think if anyone went missing in Keene, even like, you know, there's a, a pretty big homeless camp. Uh, even one of the homeless people, like if anyone at all went missing in Keene, someone would be looking for them. You know what I mean? Like someone would be able to identify a body to give them some sort of proper burial. It's a, it's around the size of Manchester. I guess it's a little bigger than Manchester. And I, I don't live in Manchester, but I still feel like it would be like going around on Twitter. A lot of people would yeah, know about it. You could say it. the same thing about... Um, about yeah, Manchester. Like the statement I just made about Keene, you could probably say the same thing about Manchester. You know, so I just think it's very unlikely. I mean, clearly they weren't even trying to identify these people. And that one gentleman had his identification in his pocket. Yep. Well, so they were obviously. clearly just trying to to cover it up. It's like I don't understand why you get to bury someone in an unmarked grave just because their mom didn't answer her phone. It's not like you still have to do something else because you know who he is. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, why do you why do you even have to call his mom? Or I think it was his mom. Or maybe they just said a loved one. I don't know. Says the families affected were not notified and many still believed that their loved ones were missing. Reed emphasizes that this issue extends beyond race as both white and black individuals are buried in the same manner. The lack of identification and the practice of assigning only numbers to the graves further compound the anguish of the families involved. Despite the alarming nature of these revelations, a humane resolution is needed. Reed, Crump, and attorney Dennis Week advocate for a federal investigation to uncover the truth behind these unmarked graves. They also advocate for the potential violation of civil rights in cases like Dexter Wade's, who got hit by a cop and they just buried him. <laughs> in Dexter Wade's case, numerous civil rights were violated. These included failing to notify the family and burying him without permission despite knowing his identity. Reed expresses deep concern about the actions taken by the authorities considering an ongoing lawsuit involving the police. And the families affected are demanding justice and transparency. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I wish that there were stories, uh, more to the story about, you know, why are there 215 bodies? Does Yeah, it just seems like there's so much more to this story. Um I'm probably going to keep following this because they, I mean, they have a whole case about it and there's like civil rights attorneys that are representing them. Um, yeah, that's just pretty, it's it's crazy. What is even the process for that? They just hit him with their car and they're like, well, he died. Go throw him in a hole. Like what, what kind of process do they go through? Nothing. Apparently. I mean, it was literally to, (laughs) according to the law, they would need to report that. They yeah. would need to take them to the hospital, even if somebody was dead. Even and, and this is goes beyond cops. Anyone at all who hits someone with their car, whether it's an accident or purpose, what you're supposed to do is bring them to the hospital. Especially right. if you're a police officer, right. you legally, you know, like per, <laughs> per per your job description and just being a human, you need to take them, even if they're dead on site. You need to call nine one one. 
they need to go to the hospital and then a doctor needs to proclaim them dead. Yeah, there needs to be a time of death and, and all then the death certificate. It needs to, yes, like there is a whole process yeah, the, the, that is supposed to the county to medical examiner, I think so, is the one who has to yeah. do that, right? Yeah. It's like if if I can't bury my own loved one in backyard, in my backyard, right. if that's like a whole thing and I'm going to go to jail about it. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that cops would. would too, right? If they bury some random guy that they hit with their car, if you do something in an like unmarked grave, become some kind and do they of have to a be church. Involved? Well, that's what it said that they weren't involved, and that that's why it was a stench. Yeah. And also, it kept mentioning that they were shadowed graves, and maybe that is another no-no. Like now, that I think about it, most graveyards are like they're not really like you're not gonna be in a shadow, right? I don't know oh, if that's sh- on purpose. Uh, shallow. It was no, probably... it was talking about shadowed. And oh, I was like, I wonder if that has something to do When I read it, my brain said shallow just because that is what made sense to me. Yeah, weird. I, I don't know. Because even... it needs to be at least six feet, right? That's yeah. the... Uh... But yeah, I, I would but... think they have to be involved. It's probably a law that you have to be involved. I think so, Because yeah. of, mm. you know, diseases yeah. and... Yeah, and, and that's, that's why I that there was a stench. Yeah, well, that's why a lot of people um, start, like like would prefer to be cremated because obviously embalming i mean you're putting chemicals into the soil there's a whole like environmental effect right that happens with that um so a lot of people are being cremated for to avoid that environmental effect or just for whatever reason but and some people just want to be like i don't really have a strong preference but i'm sure lots of people have a very strong preference and probably have it written down somewhere where if you if you called his mom, he would be able to tell you because it's like you know oh, in his how will. they're buried, yeah, in yeah, like yeah, a will, yeah, buried or something. Or, Did, were or they or like in coffins? Just, like were they just thrown in a hole? It right. sounds like they were just thrown in a hole. That's I mean that's like I I cannot find more information about this. Like yeah, I clicked on no, I, yeah, I was looking because it it really piqued my interest. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And I've heard of other things happening in Jackson, Mississippi. Like allegedly, they're drinking water. What and this was over a year ago. Yeah, I um, yeah. I think we talked about it on the show at some point. Um, but they had bad drinking water. Like people weren't able to like on Flint, Michigan level, like where they could not drink the drinking water. Um, that is probably still going on. Hmm. And I think one of the articles I read is like, what is going on in Jackson, Mississippi? Like the drinking water, like this, that, the other thing. Like there's kind of a lot of bad things happening there. Yeah, I mean, Mississippi definitely seems like a police state. So that's just a really creepy, weird news story to start you guys out with. I kind of thought there'd be more about this because you would think um, they would under- they would know more about why there's 215 bodies. And it's only talking yeah. about the one guy, really. I mean, I think it only talked about the guy named Wade um, who got hit by a cop. And then the cops just buried him without contacting his oh oh i'm sorry they called his i think they said his mom because at one point in one of the articles i was reading it said his mom continued looking for him for over a year who went missing so sad only he only got hit an hour after leaving the house that and is she's so just sad like, and it's my like son's missing her only son no closure mm-hmm. right like when someone's missing obviously like worst case scenario is that they you find out they're dead mm-hmm. right but at least i i would think someone like my, a loved one being missing for several years like that is almost worse than them being dead like you you still have that glimmer of hope but it's just like nagging at you it's like where's my son where's my son and then you don't get that at least you know it's like okay you know he's passed away we can have the funeral we can have the services and then you can move on and have some sort of closure because that's what a lot of funerals are like that's what it is it's closure for the family so they can move forward and heal and do whatever 
spiritual or mental thing that they need to do to be okay after they lose a loved one. Yeah. And she was just completely robbed of that for years. Yeah. And now I can't imagine how she feels knowing that his body was disrespected in that way. Mm -hmm. And then you're questioning the police. Like, I'm sure, you know, most people in Jackson, Mississippi, especially, you know, I, I would think most black people around the country are very skeptical of police and are probably very nervous around police. I, I think I feel like most a- of everyone, the cops are probably black there. Maybe. But why wasn't why wasn't the cop arrested for vehicular manslaughter like anyone else would like be? Like anyone else yeah. would be. Why aren't we talking about these people like they're a serial like a group of serial killers yeah. who killed 215 people? Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, it's cuz we don't have enough information for one but, thing. But yeah, I mean I like there's like no yeah, like what kind of justice is going to happen? You know, none probably. None. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad there is at least an attorney taking the case, but I mean, like a civil rights attorney, like this goes beyond a civil rights issue. I mean, like this is a murder. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the worst part about it is the guy who was in charge of calling the mom and just made one call and then buried him in an unmarked grave was the detective. Like, is he really good at his job? I, well, they're all, you know, homies. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was probably covering up. Exactly. They were, uh, this is probably a case where I let it like, ring for half a ring and hung it up. Yeah. 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 Oh, you I know? made the call. It's on record now. They're I called. They're covering up. I'm sure there were a lot of people that were knowledgeable about this situation and they were just covering it up, covering it up, covering it up. Well, they had to be. And how does the prison not know that there's a bunch of bodies being buried behind it? Like, Especially if there's a stench. Yeah. And also how, mm-hmm. yeah, how did they, the prison not all... see them burying? Well, okay, it's, it's them. If that's why. Right, it's them. That's the only um, thing that makes any sense. Same... Because a prison would notice people digging behind it. Right. They'd yeah. be like, 215 are... times. Yeah. That would set off some some suspicion. People digging around a prison. Yep. But not if it's your buddies. Yep. Yeah, this is That's crazy. so sick. Seriously yeah. weird and sick. And I really want to know how long it went on for, but there is just not more information on the internet as as much as I can find in a quick Google search while trying to do a radio show, at least. But speaking of murder, we have this opinion piece from Al Jazeera, and it's titled, Why is Biden Engaging in Disinformation on, on Gaza? U.S. administrations have a long track record of lying to justify their bloody foreign adventures. And he says, when my wife was pregnant with our first child, she gave me a book about prenatal development. I learned that a baby's lungs are among the last organs to develop. That's why so many premature infants need to be intubated. This fact came to me as I watched the Israeli terror unfold in Al-Shifa Hospital eight weeks ago now. I became fixated on the 39 premature babies there, the ones who were evacuated from the neonatal intensive care unit into two beds wrapped with foil. I pictured them gasping for breath, slowly dying. That's awful. Wow. My gosh. Then came the news that five nameless infants were discovered decomposing in Al-Nasir Pediatric Hospital, abandoned after the Israeli army forced the medical staff and patients to flee. I pictured how they died alone, cold and in terror. I cannot doubt that senior officials in the Biden administration have seen the images and videos I have to believe that many of them are horrified by what they have seen. I, I don't have to believe that. I Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> I don't think they are horrified. I think they're... They're like, whatever. And I also believe that their awareness of the horror and their awareness of their active participation in producing it is in part what leads them to fabricate intelligence estimates 
and tell outright lies. I'm not really sure what an intelligence estimate is. Sounds like a government word for a lie. But there is something else at work in the Biden administration's effort to disseminate fake Israeli news. Disinformation has been a potent weapon in war and in the commission of genocide. And it has been used frequently, perhaps to diminish effect to diminishing effect in the modern media age. The U.S. government is not very credible when it comes to intelligence. Yeah, they all just lie to do whatever they want. Recall Secretary of State Colin Powell's cheap performance at the United Nations in 2003 when he accused Iraq of possessing weapons of mass destruction and presented a prop vial containing white powder as evidence. Whoa, I didn't know he did that. I knew that he lied about weapons of mass destruction, but I didn't know he had a prop. But in matters of war, a crummy presentation and half-hearted delivery is sometimes good enough. Powell's antics didn't fool anyone, but his presentation was enough to distract from the impending catastrophe. We learned over time what we knew all along. There were no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Saddam Hussein had nothing to do with the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001, and the only uranium yellow cake to speak of was baked up by British and American spies. But the lies about Iraq were nothing new. Powell's effort was one memorable example out of a series of disinformation acts designed by the U.S. government to shape public perceptions. And it's just disgusting how they have done this for so long. Um, Whenever that guy, Henry Kissinger, died recently at 100 years old, we read about all the dirty stuff he did his whole life. And it was basically his job. He's basically the one going around like, Let me think up how to lie about this thing to get the American public to back this war, blah, blah, blah. He is responsible for thousands more dying than were necessary um, in Vietnam just because he wanted the Vietnam War to go on a little longer because it was helpful in whoever he wanted to win the presidency to win. So he pushed the Vietnam War continuing just to get somebody voted in. Yeah, meanwhile, thousands of people are dying on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't matter to them, though. Of course not. And then he's just, like, celebrated in the media. Except Rolling Stones had a pretty awesome article calling him, a, I think, a mass murderer. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. 603-283-6160. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash Dash.org. 
radio that you control. And 603-283-6160 is the phone number. That's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Lori. And Nikki. And we've been talking about a few different things tonight on Free Talk Live, including 215 bodies found behind a jail in Jackson, Mississippi, unmarked, buried humans that at least one of them, the cops killed. So make of that what you will, because we don't know much more about it than that. Apparently, one of the troll, um, I mean, uh, the chatters in the chat told me that the lady whose son it was that the cops hit by a car is the same lady whose brother was beaten to death by a cop, I think the year before. And the cop actually got convicted by a jury of manslaughter for that. So maybe maybe this was retaliation, not te- like hitting her son and not telling her. Oh, gosh. But now we're talking about the Gaza and Israel war. But first, I want to tell you that Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash with bitrefill.com, where you can buy gift cards from big retailers including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can learn more at dash.org. That's dash.org. And thank you to Dash. In last segment, we we're reading an opinion piece by Al Jazeera from Ahmed Moore, Palestinian-American writer, it says. And he has a bone to pick with the way that the government treats, well, the, the, the way that the government lies in order to get their, as he calls it, bloody foreign adventures funded and justified and support behind them. He says, in, t- in matters of war, a crummy presentation and half-hearted delivery is sometimes good enough. Powell's antics didn't fool anyone, but his presentation was enough to distract from the impending catastrophe. And he's talking about in Iraq, when we went to war in Iraq, well, sorry, the government went to war in Iraq in 2003, Colin Powell held up a fake vial of white powder when he lied that Iraq was in possession of weapons of mass destruction. And I had never heard that story before, that he held up a vial of white powder. I hadn't either. And it was, what was it even supposed to be? I don't know. Um, uranium yellow cake, maybe? That's what they oh, mention here. you know what? I feel like I did hear about that, and it was is a it lie. Not, is it not yellow? Uh, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> that's exactly what I was wondering. I have no idea. Maybe, um, I don't know, is... Oh, wait, not asbestos. Never mind. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about murderous weapons. Sorry, Lori. Uh, I don't know either. So. <laughs> It, says, it was really just his personal cocaine stash. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he was like, oh, I need something for a prop. <laughs> this will work. They'll, they'll buy this. Says, but the lies about Iraq were nothing new. Powell's effort was one memorable example out of a series of disinformation acts designed by the U.S. government to shape public perceptions. Perhaps the most infamous instance occurred in 1964 in the Gulf of Tonkin off the coast of Vietnam. Back in then, the U.S. fabricated a story about a firefight with North Vietnamese forces there. The goal was to push an escalation of that war domestically. It worked and millions of Vietnamese civilians were killed in a conflict without a purpose. Wow. 
Today, President Joe Biden and his advisors are plainly lying to us. They claim to have seen independent intelligence indicating the presence of a Hamas military installation underneath Al-Shifa Hospital in Gaza. Even if that was the case, wouldn't you do it a different way instead of killing people, including babies? They all lie. Mm -hmm. Every time that there's a war, it's full of lies. Just, I just in general. Yeah, and I for mean, everything else, right? Yeah, just politicians, to drive, bureaucrats, that's what they do. They to lie. drive their agenda, whether that yeah. agenda is war or I think most people else. are enough against baby murder that they would at least have to get lied to to get themselves in a position where they're like, yeah, this is fine. You would think so, but it mm. doesn't seem that way. Yeah. It's also like out of sight, out of mind for yeah. some people, it seems like. They're like, well, they're detached. doesn't really affect me. or right. Or they just don't even want to hear it. They're like... Uh, I'm going to go watch uh, reality TV instead. Yeah. Yep. It says, oh, it says today, President Joe Biden and his advisors are plainly lying to us. They claim to have seen independent intelligence indicating the presence of a Hamas military installation underneath Al-Shifa Hospital in Gaza. Biden, speaking with reporters, has said the first war crime is being committed by Hamas by having their headquarters, their military under a hospital. That's a fact. That's what happened. Only, of course, it didn't. Many did not believe the president, but again, that's beside the point. Misinformation serves a useful purpose from the point of view of the people who practice it. Propaganda muddies perceptions of what is happening. Like you just hear about a thing and you're not really, you don't really care enough to go look it up because it's just not some an issue. Like you have to go get groceries or whatever. You're like, you're just a busy person and you hear this idea that, well, you just like walked past the TV and Joe Biden is saying, that's a fact. They're, they had a military installation under hospital. And then maybe the very next hour, the same news station is saying, oh, by the way, that didn't happen. Well, it's too late now. Like the effect has already been done on that person. Their perception has been muddied. Yeah. It says our media feel compelled to cover breaking news as it happens. And government officials are regarded as speaking authoritatively when they do. Deference to the office of the presidency is deeply rooted, and by definition, the president's words are newsworthy. That deference, combined with the president's prominence as a source of news, means that presidential lies aren't confronted directly, even as they are broadcast widely. If the untruths are subsequently challenged, the challenges are not treated as newsworthy. By sowing confusion and misinformation, the president diminishes the potency of an electorate's understanding of and forceful opposition to violence. In that way, disinformation is used to untether policymaking from the ordinary accountability mechanism of democracy. Yeah, right. But there are early signs that disinformation doesn't operate in the way it used to. Today, the speed of the news cycle is such that the first lie has barely even been uttered before the next lie has been debunked. Al-Shifa was on our minds, even as Israeli leaders attempted to lay the groundwork for their further atrocities in Khan, Yunus, and Rafah in the southern Gaza Strip. Now they have destroyed nearly all of Gaza's 36 hospitals, and Al-Shifa and Al-Nasir Pediatric Hospital continue to be on our minds. And now, as the world turns to South Africa's credible charge of genocide targeting Israel... Wow, I didn't hear about that. The White House has chosen to release new intelligence, doubling down on their original falsehood at Al-Shifa. To what purpose isn't clear, but the timing suggests the tired playbook is still at work. So they're talking about how our our media and how 
there's so much media coverage of everything now. And I think that's another real problem and why people are so ill-informed is because there's it's an overload of constant information. Yeah. I was looking today, mm-hmm. you know, at some some stuff about the whole Trump thing going on. And I was scrolling through. Um, do you mean about of, his thing about not getting on the ballot in Colorado? So much. Possibly. That's, yeah, yeah which, there's so which, much. That which thing? thing? Right. That's what I was going to say is I was scrolling through and it was just like story after story after story after story after story, like of things that could have all just been put into one story yeah. because everybody's in a race to cover it as yes. soon as it happens. Yep. So then they'll, be the they'll come one. out, oh, more details, more details, yeah. more details. Yeah, and then yeah, that they was break wrong. it into It was actually like, different. Yeah. It's not how we said it before. It's yeah. actually like this now. And everyone's confused because they're so overloaded with this information mm-hmm. that they're they're done. They don't even want to know now. Yeah. They just read well, the headline and move on. I was talking about this the other day where, um, I don't know if you guys remember in, um, oh, I think it was in Ohio where that train was derailed and there was a bunch of like toxic fumes going up into the air. That happened. In Ohio? Yeah. That happened what, six, seven, eight months ago? Yeah. Not like right. within, within a year, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I guess we all just forgot about that, right? Like I could list. I don't even think it was that long. If ago. I, probably not. Yeah. If I racked my brain, I could think of so many like, Big, major headline news events that people were making a huge deal about for two weeks that I bet all of those people that were like really, even myself included, some things that I made a really big deal about. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that because Mm -hmm. you're constantly like so overloaded with all of this, you know, with social media, with just going on the Internet, with all of these different news sources. I mean, I'm sure if you watch the news on like cable TV, it's even worse or listen to, you know, certain radio stations. It's even worse. We're just constantly being bombarded and overloaded with all this information that it almost it's it's meaningless. When I first got back to New England, um, we went to go visit my uncle. And when we walked in, he had. I think it was CNN on just constantly the whole time we were there. It was just on playing in the background. I'm like, how do you live like that? I would go insane yeah. just listening to the news constantly. Yeah, yeah. it's like um, like brainwashing almost, like subliminal <laughs> messaging just yeah. in the back of your head yeah. all the time. Mm. And it makes it even worse when there's a whole bunch of celebrity news mixed in and just stuff that doesn't yeah. matter at all. Yeah, it's all. like politics mixed with like pop culture, you know what I mean? And like, then the celebrities giving their opinions on politics too, like who cares what you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had Polly D <laughs> from Jersey Shore talking about inflation on Fox News. What Why? the heck? Though? And like, it's like, okay, if you didn't already accept that Fox News is a joke <laughs> and it's not a real news organization, once they brought Polly D on, who was famous on the Jersey Shore for like getting drunk and having sex. Yeah. I mean, like, when are we going to give it up? Why do people <laughs> even care what yeah. any of these celebrities have to say about anything? It's not your go area of entertain. That's what you're doing. That's the thing. That's... It's like, it's not, I, I wouldn't go, why would they bring me on Fox News to talk about uh, whatever, something I have no clue about? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you could say that about, it's not the fact that they're a celebrity. It's like, you're not an expert in that field. Right. If I want to learn about economics, if we're going to talk about inflation, Let's get bring on an here. economist. Yeah. Like bring someone Snooki. who, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like bring someone who is an expert in that field. Don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's absurd. It's just you know, like I, reaching for more news. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. I love Polly D. I'm going to watch Fox News now. No one thought that. I, it's <laughs> just like, I mean, I'm sure somebody thought that, but. 
Maybe. He's not even relevant, is he? Right. He's no, really, he's I like a he's washed up celebrity yeah, so from what? like the early 2000s. Like, I, I don't no even clue. understand any of I've, I don't know of that. Jersey Shore. Yeah. I I've never seen it. So into Like, Jersey I know Shore. who they are. But. Me and my friends in seventh grade would like have sleepovers and watch the new episode. But <laughs> I don't even know why at this point. Like, it's such a distant memory. Because you were in seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was just thinking about that recently, actually. But I found an article about this. South Africa taking Israel to court. I hadn't heard about this at I all. I don't know if I've heard about that. This is from today. It says South Africa takes Israel to court. Pretoria accuses. Is that their capital? Honestly, I don't know. I don't. I have no clue. Accuses the Israeli government of genocide before the ICJ in The Hog. Oh, I, um, wow. Is The Hog um, Netherlands? In Netherlands? Yep. It says members of the jury sit in the International Court of Justice in The Hog the Netherlands, on January 27th, 2014. So that was like an old picture, but it's just showing it. But this is from today. It says, Welcome to Foreign Policy's Africa Brief. Oh, okay, what? what? Why is it just telling me highlights? It says, South Africa's application to the International Court of Justice seeks to have the court declare Israel's assault, military assault on Gaza a genocide, and it will be heard starting on Thursday in The Hague. Israel has called the allegations baseless and accused South Africa of cooperating with a terrorist organization. Wait, oh, oh, I see it. They're trying to say, Israel's trying to say that South Africa is cooperating with Hamas, which is a terrorist organization. So it's the other way around? What do you mean? Israel is taking South Africa? No, no. So that's their response. So uh, South Africa is going to the International Court of Justice to try to have... Israel's oh. military assault um, okay, declared a genocide. Now. Okay. And that's what they're saying back. So states including Turkey and Jordan have backed the case. Malaysia pub- publicly offered South Africa its support. Malaysia's foreign, foreign ministry described the proceedings as a timely and tangible step toward legal accountability for Israel's atrocities. Israel finds it is having to defend itself against arguments based on a convention that was drawn up in part to prevent a repetition of the Holocaust. Hmm. Which killed 6 million Jews. So that just shows that... So they're like, now, war's fine, but you can't have war for specific reasons. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like, war's okay, but you just hmm. have to do war in this the right specific way. way. The right way. Yeah. Which is what I always found weird about, like, just, like, war laws in general. Like, oh, you killed that person wrong, now you go to jail. But yeah. other other killing people is not even called murder in, in legally in jail. I mean, in, in war. And then yeah. the solution for it is to sue them, I guess. It's, yeah. It, it's honestly, it's a joke. Yeah. It's bizarre. These people are animals. And what are they going to get if they win the suit? What happens then? They're going to attack Israel with more military forces? Like, I, I have no clue. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? And it, it's it's, it's going to get Israel de- <sighs> um, Israel's actions declared genocide, but what is that? What goes from there? Like, do yeah. they then, then what get happens? to destroy Israel or something? Right. Well, well I mean, like, people thinking there? back to World War II, because I am a nerd when it comes to World War II, and that's what I know a lot about, um... When it came to like getting Germany to surrender, then, you know, they had all the treaties and they made them agree to all of these terms at the threat of violence. Right? Isn't that so, what war is anyway? I don't. I mean, yeah. 
You agree to this stuff at the threat of violence? Yeah, now it's like, okay, well, you lost the war. So now, yeah, more of that, I guess. I don't understand. Says the application asks the ICJ to take interim measures to immediately suspend Israel's operations in Gaza. Hmm. And take all reasonable measures to prevent genocide. In its 84-page brief, South Africa cites alleged incitement by top Israeli officials, including the defense minister, Yoav Gallant, who referred to Palestinians in Gaza as human animals, as well as Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's comparison of Palestinians to the biblical story of the Amalek nation, which God offered or ordered, sorry, the Israelites to destroy. Whoa, I hadn't heard that. It literally... I mean, they're just being racist. Yeah. So it's it's okay to be racist as long as you're not racist to Jewish people. Is that what this? Is? You know what I mean? That's why it's kind of funny that they're it's facing, super ironic. They're yeah. facing this situation where they are having to defend themselves against arguments that yeah. are based on a convention that was drawn up in part to prevent a repetition of the Holocaust. It's like, I mean, obviously. People are responsible for their own actions and no one alive is responsible for the Holocaust. But it's just like this government was created in response to the Holocaust. Exactly. And now they're killing people based on their race and calling them animals. It's almost like that's just what governments do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how it came about or who lives there. They, you know, every country that goes to war with another country, they have their own misinformation and yeah the and, propaganda right yeah, the yeah. wartime they, propaganda they call them names yeah. and they all have their yep. own little names for them terrorists insurgents yep. um yeah i know. mean the u.s does it right they like after 9 11 it was like oh you know the terrorists yeah. and we're gonna make up fake terrorists and oh we have to go to war because of the terrorists right. and it's nothing you know new. we have to take away all of your freedoms because of the terrorists yeah and, and they like, never you for your like saying that civilians don't die in other wars civilians die in other yeah. wars every war is a holocaust on yeah. the land of wherever it's being held people are dying yeah of whatever country that is. It just happened to be that the people that died in the Holocaust Holocaust were, you know, all of the same targeted for a target, specific reason. Yeah. Targeted for a specific reason. Yeah. Instead of just, yeah. Wrong place, wrong time. Right. I mean, well, so I don't understand how they have any difference in anyone's mind. You're still killing innocent people. I, I You know what I hate about war in general? Anytime you start talking about how what's going on is wrong and somebody tells you, like, Lori, it's really complicated. Like, you don't know about all this stuff. Yeah, going military on. guys love saying that. They're yeah. like, they're like, if only, like, if you've seen what I've seen, you'd oh, know that we need to murder a bunch of people that, that aren't even involved and had no place in any of this. <laughs> like, that or just like somebody who's uh, okay. interested in like what's going on over there. Okay, yeah, I don't care who got mad at who for what. Killing people is wrong. Right, you do understand yeah. that, right? And they're and like, no, the thing- no. That's the thing, too. And it's like so mind blowing because like we teach children this stuff. Right. So we teach children like, OK, don't hit your little brother. That's me. Use your words. Use your words. <laughs> oh, you're having a conflict with another student at, at school. Instead of punching him in the face, you know, you're supposed to, to talk about it and you're supposed to come to a re- resolution. Like as a parent, that's your goal when you're like child rearing. Right. Like so we're teaching five year olds this. Right. But for some reason, I don't know why people think that. The rules or like appropriate conduct changes 
once it's on this global military government style of scale. Yeah, I hear people like, like, oh, it's just war. Like, so now murder is okay because I'm pretty sure if I murdered one of you guys, that wouldn't be okay. And I think everyone would probably agree that that's not okay. But as soon as we start murdering thousands of people for this specific made up reason, mm-hmm. then it's cool. Like, recently I said to someone, I just hate when people repeat things that mean absolutely nothing in general. But in this specific context, it's so annoying. Whenever you say, like, oh, I found out that Israel did this in in Gaza, like something terrible. And someone responds to you, well, that's war. What does that mean? What does that even mean? That doesn't mean anything. It means zero. But I don't know. It's just it's that's how people think. And it's like, okay, so just because it's war, that means it cancels out? Because I'm pretty sure it's if more, you lived there, I think this and it person, was your family, I'm pretty sure if you were getting bombed and raped and killed... I don't think he was saying it's okay. He's just like, what do you do? Well, that's the thing. It's just a way Something, to, it's to bad. disregard. Something. That's yeah. the thing. It's, it's just a way to disregard what's happening. Mm-hmm, so exactly. even if it's like, okay, I don't think this is okay, but either way, it's like... I mean, if someone's actively speaking out against something that's wrong... And then you kind of just like want to shut them up because it's an uncomfortable topic. You might not be defending war, but you're still not in the right in that situation. And in, in, in my opinion, I just you know? I, I can't think of another example, but there's lots of things people say that I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, you're just repeating something you heard before. And I, I think it's what you're saying. It's a dismissal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's how, and I think that's how a lot of people just have conversations. Like, especially if you want to talk about like politics or like any sort of current event, what a lot of people do, and I'm not even saying me removed from this, like I, I'm sure I've done this before as well, but I I think a lot of people have a habit of just regurgitating what they heard. And I've even heard like some of my family members do this who are like hardcore Fox News people where they will just regurgitate what they have heard news anchors say on Fox News. And it's like, can you elaborate on that? Can you can you take that information and then, you know, reflect on it and have an actual independent thought about no. that information that you just got into your head? Or are you just like, is it in and out? It's like, oh, but that's well, what they said on Fox News. So that's like, what the public school system is training you to do. Yeah. Hmm. They want you to regurgitate information. Yeah, absolutely. For 18 years of your life. And then now you're trained to regurgitate information forever and just yeah. believe and, whatever you're fed. Yeah. yeah. It says Pretoria, which I Googled, and it is the capital of South Africa, argues Israel's military assault violates its obligations under the 1948 Genocide Convention, which must be the one that they're referring to which defines genocide as acts committed with intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnical, oh. racial, or religious group. So basically war? Yeah. Well, I mean, you I could mean, be I, going I, to war against like a specific area of yeah. people and they'll be like, oh, well, the ones in the other area are still going to survive, so you're not like destroying an entire race. And I'm yeah. not saying, I'm, I really don't see the big difference, but yeah. they w- want to make a... Yeah, this you is know, the argument, right? They want to make a statement that makes them look good. It makes them look like they're doing something. Oh, we came together and we signed this treaty, and now there will be no more genocide. Except for yeah. the ones that we're going to now enact unless they stop. Right. You know, that's, that's what they're going to do. If... Th- 
they don't agree to the treaty, mm-hmm. then they're going to kill them instead. I guess. Everyone's going to gang up on Israel and kill them, and then wouldn't it be a genocide still? It's just yeah. wild to talk about I this mean, in real terms and realize yeah. that adult humans are sitting around killing each other if they don't agree with things. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. is the number for you to call. That's 603-283-6160. And I want to tell you about ForkFest 2024. Free Talk Live is brought to you by ForkFest, happening June 13th through the 16th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. ForkFest is decentralized, so there is no ticket cost and no one is in charge. For more information and to connect with other attendees, you can visit the unofficial website, forkfest.party. That's forkfest.party. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Lori. And Nikki. And it looks like we... Oh, okay, fine. It looks like we have a caller. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. Skeeter, what's on your mind? It's your boy, the evolutionary capitalist. Hey, you know why no people knows what don't uh, mind war? Who doesn't mind it's war? It's my own personal economic and moral philosophy. What? Can you repeat it? Huh? It's, well, evolutionary capitalism is my own personal uh, economic and moral philosophy. I think uh, oh, okay. evolution will force it upon everybody. But uh, everybody doesn't mind war because uh, m- uh, most people are more utilitarian than uh, a religious uh, hippie libertarian. Um, you know the you know what utilitarianism is right. I ju- yeah, I, I just don't know if I, I agree with that. I think that. Um, they're mo- just mostly unconscious. I think that's what I think no, too. But I think most people let Nikki talk please. are um, are religious because I actually know a lot of like religious like either Christian or Jewish folks that are kind of in favor of the war that's going on in Israel or or at least not like in favor of it per se, but they are definitely no, I- defending Israel's side. Because of their religion, um, but I also don't see any like utilitarian value in war. Yeah, he he always says it that seems it, it like brings... it would be the opposite, right? I guess you know, yeah, uh, and you could make some argument for like it benefiting the economy. 
It benefits but like the ha- really richest of the rich. It doesn't benefit the poor because we have to fund it. Yeah. But yeah, Skeeter exactly. disagrees. That's, that's why. That's why I like war because it bankrupts the state. It, they don't profit from it. Oh yeah, that's what he thinks, and he's so dumb. That makes no sense. Um, it definitely doesn't bankrupt the state, I also and they don't do think profit it's from it. it. It's like that's really gross to say that you like war. Period. Yeah, I don't even care like, what happened. What you say after he, that? Exactly. He thinks like, oh well, you think the state's bad, Nikki. Well, he's wrong. It's in his um um. An initial to assumption me, he's wrong. Like, two but wrongs even don't if he make wasn't, right. yeah, even if he wasn't wrong, it's just disgusting. That's what I hate about utilitarianism, and, and that just means if the listeners don't know, or if anyone listening doesn't know, utilitarianism just means the means are justified by the end. So if somebody has to die for Skeeter's vision to be true, and thank you for the call, Skeeter, or to come true for the, for the greater good or whatever then he is fine with that. And I'm not okay with that. It's disgusting, terrible. It, it just, it basically, to know what utilitarianism is, it just means to not have actual principles or morals. That's basically what it means. Like, why even have a, an ends you want to get to? You don't have morals. It's stupid. No value for human life. Yeah. And he might yeah, try sucks. to say, like, Turd tried to call in one time. Um, his name is Turd Ferguson. Pretty sure that's his real name. Um... <laughs> And he <laughs> called in one time trying to say, Nikki, Bonnie, Aria, if you could stop a oh, bomb, right. yeah. a million people were going to die, but I don't remember what it was, but one person had to be killed in order for it to happen, you would do it, right? And we were just like, no. Like, it's not my fault somebody's about to kill a million people. I'm not going to have it on my eternal soul that I killed yeah. this one person just because I was afraid that there was a terror attack impending. He's like, no, no, no. You knew for sure it was impending. And it was like, this is just such a stupid and that's, what and if. that's kind of what I, why I hate stuff like that, just because it's like these crazy examples that are never going to happen. Exactly. And even if they do, like nothing happens inside of a vacuum. And it's like, okay, but you're never going to like absolutely 100% for sure know that this is definitely going to happen. That's just not, like, the way reality is, and I'm just not even interested in, like, I don't, I don't know, like, if it's not, like, based in reality, I'm, like, not even really interested in, in exactly. like, you know what I mean? Like, in, in scenarios like that, it's, like, it's just a waste of time, honestly. It is a waste of time, because it's not like you're discussing, so, it's not like you're getting closer to the truth, you're just trying to make your point. That's the but thing. It's like reality. you're just exactly like, and when when people do stuff like that, and Skeeter does this too, and uh-huh. in that case, Turd Ferguson was doing it, where it's like, no, I'm just gonna get you to like admit to this thing to prove my point. It's so stupid, and it's like I'm also not interested in proving your point, so <laughs> I refuse to, to play that. <laughs> well, we had just finished up this article. The last thing I'm going to say about it is um, just that the capital of South. America, sorry, no, South Africa, sorry, is trying to get the International Court of Justice to declare what Israel is doing in Gaza a genocide. And I don't really blame them for this, but I also just don't really see, I I don't know, do they need this in order to stop more deaths or, I I, I don't know, I, I guess I just don't know what it means, what like what comes next. So, don't really know what I think about that, but it's breaking kind of interesting news 
that South Africa is taking to Israel to court. I, I didn't expect them like do they have a lot of like Palestinian refugees or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe they just I mean, it's really far away, right? Seems pretty far away. Yeah. I Bottom mean, it's like Africa. all the way. Yeah. All the way at the end of Africa. Um, I don't know if they are allies of some sort. I don't I mean, they must know. be. I would think that they would be because I don't I couldn't see a country speaking out against something unless it somehow benefited them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, look at this. It looks like we have Turd Ferguson calling. Turd <laughs> to from defend Pennsylvania. His honor. <laughs> What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, hello. Um I was uh in my office a little bit ago and I think I heard in the other room, now correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I heard a couple people uh misrepresenting my opinion and I just wanted to call in and correct the record. Okay, it was like a year ago that you made that call. So go ahead. Okay. Well, so my uh, example of when of a situation where it would be acceptable to violate the non-aggression principle um, was if we had a uh, person who was in the same chat room, for example, was a bunch of terrorists plotting a, uh, a terrorist attack, which actually has happened, to be clear, um, it would then be acceptable for the federal government to torture that person to find the names of the attackers so we could stop them oh, from killing yeah. thousands of innocent people. And let me just be very clear about this. I'm actually against torture, and I think it's wrong, and I think it's immoral. But when you're talking about making one person say owie to save the lives of thousands of innocent people who, by the way, probably agree with me. I'm pretty sure you said that, that we'd have to kill them. I, I don't think it was no, making them say owie. Oh, whatever. Well, torture. That... I Yeah, now, now it's coming back to me. I do remember the torture example. Okay, torture is not the same thing as just hurting someone once or something. I, I mean, torture is like just on the same level as death to me. Like no, torturing someone. Yeah, it is. It kind of feels like worse, honestly. Right. I'd rather just die. Just no, kill me. Don't not. torture me, please. That's exactly. Like, that's worse than dying. <laughs> Hold on a second. If I waterboard somebody until they tap out and tell me information that I need to know, what have I done that really makes their life worse afterwards? I've waterboarded. Um, that's like them psychological torture, fine. though. Yeah. You know what this mean? is just proof that like, Turd has like... a bunch of prostitutes that are dead in his basement because <laughs> he doesn't understand that it oh, okay. has hurt somebody's life oh, okay. to oh, pro- torture oh, okay. them. Yeah. Yeah, I have a bunch of prostitutes dead in my basement. You really got me there. You got me now. I've the chat has been figuring this out for a while. Pennsylvania is, this is not like a safe. Cult? Yeah, this is a uh, an ongoing investigation. I didn't know about this. <laughs> it, I mean, it was, is there any validity to this turd? It, to my claims? To, to what? <laughs> it, it, do, do I have dead prostitutes in my basement? Uh, Yeah. Well, what do you think, Bonnie? Do you I'm think just I going to the source. Dead, rotting, you think I have a bunch of dead, rotting corpses in my basement right now? That, it's it's terrifying to hear you say that, honestly. Oh, my God. Okay, thank you for the calls. We're getting a little too... <laughs> see, like, where do where do all those details come from? <laughs> oh, my God. It's Free Talk Live, and anyone can call in. So we're going to go to Ricky from the Commonwealth of also Pennsylvania. Ricky, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Thank you there, Miss Bonnie. Sister Nikki, Sister Moore, pleasure to meet your acquaintance. Hi. Well, I have to admit, <laughs> I sit in here and I hear this guy, and I remember when he, I do remember when he made this original comment. Now, first of all, uh, what he's saying goes against everything that the people of the Commonwealth represent. And I also want to know, 
I'm a, uh, since when is any form of, a, of torture an effective means of interrogation to get any kind of viable information? I don't know. That's, that's actually a good point because you think, um, I mean, if I was being tortured, I'd probably just say whatever to make it stop, right? Right. It so like would not. I'd be like, you're probably going to kill me, so I'm not going to tell you anything. Well, well, like my point <laughs> is, so if someone's torturing you, they, it, it seems like they, there's a specific answer that they want, right? So if, if you give them the wrong answer, even if it's the truth, they're going to keep torturing you. You know what I mean? Hmm. Or you could lie to them and they could buy it. You know, so it's it seems like it doesn't seem like a very reliable source of collecting information. If somebody's hurting me, I know that they have bad intentions. And so I'm going to assume that they're going to kill me afterwards, no matter yeah. if I tell them the truth or not. So I'm just going to let them kill me. I'm not going to tell them anything. This right here from 2009 says <laughs> from science.org says torture can't provide good information. I guess it just says argues neuroscientist. So it's just one guy saying yeah. that. But I mean, like, even take it to, like, a smaller example, like, not, like, military-led torture, but, like, if you're, like, spanking a child or beating a child and you're you're looking for them to say something to you or, or admit to their crimes or whatever, like, who who colored on the, on the wall with crayon? And even if they didn't do it, if you're beating them, they might just say, fine, it was me, even if they didn't do it, yeah, just, just because so they stop. want it to stop. So, I mean, that could also be used in a case with torturing an adult to get information on this alleged cyber terrorist group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just, yeah, it doesn't seem well, like a good all idea. I'm gonna, all I'm going to say is, is, first of all, I'm ashamed that this person is a member of the Commonwealth, the same as myself. And I'd like to apologize on behalf of all the members of the Commonwealth that an individual uh, here makes such a comment. And, and says he's rep- misrepresented. Well, you know what? What he said, I remember what he said. He repeated it again. And it's the most horrible thing I ever said. And probably one of the most famous examples of torture where this is the case, where it's ineffective, was the Knights Templar. After they got uh, you know, captured by King What's-His-Name. Now, what happened is they were tortured. Now, it's said that they admitted to ludicrous things. Now, remember, these are men that would not retreat unless it's three against one in battle. Who, who did were they, they admit to certain things who they was may it have? That the Knight Templar, Knights Templar captured? Uh, I forget the king's name at the time, but oh. he, was in, he was in with uh, the, the pope at the time. And they were, they were captured, including their leader. And uh, they were tortured. And now it's said that they admitted to ludicrous things. And I don't think some things I'm not even going to mention on the radio. And the fact of the matter is they may have. But under the form of torture, and sure enough, they were burned at the stake. Hmm. Um, another thing is the guy who Dracula is based off. I can't remember his name right now. But the Impaler. Yes, uh, the, the Impaler guy. Well, as a teenager, or at least a young man... He was given by his dad over to his dad's enemies because they were like, we'll kill you or you can give us your sons. So he got given over to some enemies and he was tortured and assaulted as a child. And he grew up to be Vlad the freaking Impaler. Like obviously he's been psychologically really messed up. Yeah, and that's the thing. Even if it's not, like, it doesn't have to be, like, super violent torture, but even, like, waterboarding somebody, like, that. that's still, like, I mean, you're being held against your will, you're, something is being done to you against your will, like, that 
is going to cause some level of psychological trauma that is going to probably last the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know what well, I mean? Like, I thing. just... Well, one other thing is a recent memory version was, uh, remember, I'm probably going to brutalize this, the Abu Ghraib prison, if you remember that. And there was all forms of torture, yeah. including using dogs. Mm. And those people were proven that they were innocent. I mean, those yeah. no people did anything here. Wow. Yeah. And that's another reason why, like, the examples of this thing inside of a vacuum and, you know, you absolutely know the truth and you, like, absolutely 100% know that this person did it. That's not the way reality works. You know, you might think that you absolutely, without a doubt, know that this person's guilty. They said it, Nikki, in a chat room. Yeah. It's just, I don't... Like, I get, you know, in in these made-up scenarios, you can decide whatever reality is but it just doesn't seem productive to me i don't know and well, i'm not i'm not interested in torturing people for information either so and it's you just gotta like think about you got to think about and figure now the person who was just on the phone call mr ferguson what is his version of reality he is thinking about saying. torturing people that's what i'm telling <laughs> I mean, you really um the other thing about it is oh just saying the words like listen nikki you just got to torture someone and then a million people will be saved. It's like you're not even fully conceptualizing what yeah, you would be exactly doing. right. So it's stabbing like, them or what? It, like, it would be easy to be like, oh, OK, like it's like the, yes the, or no, the train car, the train car thing. It's like, OK, well, you you pull this lever and it kills one person. But if you don't pull the lever, it's going to it's going to kill five people mm-hmm. in those situations. It's like it's easy to be like, oh, right. It's better to only kill one person and then they're like psych that person was gonna cure cancer or oh something like god. that you know what i mean so it's like i'm not god and i don't really want to play god that's why i wouldn't pull the lever at all like i, I well yeah I like why was who put I me in this situation tie a person on the on the um on yeah. the tra- rails oh my yeah, gosh i mean if it was like my mom it's like yeah i'll probably you know what i mean like yeah i'll kill five people to save my mom i guess yeah, that's if different. that's the situation but it's like I also don't really see me ever being put in that situation. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, you know, and it, yeah, so. Another thing that doesn't really get to anything really m- moral, you know? Yeah. Is that all you had for us, Ricky? No, I just wanted to say it's, you know, I mentioned about it uh, on Sunday, and uh, it's good to see Wednesday being girls' night again. <laughs> well, thank you for the call. Every other week. Ricky, yep. Um, I think it's nice that, that we have three women not just one on free talk live at times because I didn't think about it. Was it Ricky that called in and said that he said someone did. Yeah. This is probably the only radio show that has like a female host. Well, there are definitely at least some that have a female host, but three is just unheard of because talk radio is so like just a bunch of men. So I hadn't really thought about that really. Like apparently David from New Mexico was saying, maybe he was saying this on Thursday. I don't remember. That there's some lady in, that broadcasts in southern Utah that took over one. Oh of, yes, yeah, yes. one of our spots in um, Arizona. Or something yeah, he like was that. not a fan of her, and he said that he's going to call them and say that he likes my voice more. Yeah. Even though he always <laughs> makes fun of my voice, and I didn't know that it was a compliment. I guess. <laughs> well, Laura, you brought in a story. I thought it would be a good one for us to talk about tonight because me and Nikki are all interested in you know not eating like a whole bunch of crap. 
Like some people don't seem to care at all. Like most people seem to not care at all. Mm-hmm. Like no, people love crap. I definitely don't yeah. eat like perfectly. Don't claim to. There are some things that I'd probably eat that y'all wouldn't eat or y'all would eat that I wouldn't eat. I I don't know. And um, off grid Angie on Sundays is uh, another one, female host that we have or host that we have, and she seems to be stricter than anyone I know. And um, but what what am I trying to say about it? But. Most people just don't care. They're yeah. like, whatever, whatever you're putting yeah, yeah, in it, it tastes good. I think it's good to have some, like, to be thinking about it. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I think it's bad to stress about it, but. Yeah. And that's what I've been thinking about a lot recently is, like, I, I just don't want to stress about this. Stress is also bad for you. I think a yeah. lot of people aren't even conscious of. Yeah, exactly. Of what is in food. Me and Stu were talking the other night about how salt um sugars and everything and you yeah. know what i found out is in iodized salt there's dextrose there's oh. sugar in your salt i did not know that yeah, and the iodine doesn't even really get in your body because most of it evaporates mm-hmm. after processing like oh. it's getting shipped it's it's evaporating out of the boxes and yeah, you need to eat seaweed and hmm. fish yeah i just put the See, and that's why so, but so that wouldn't be the case with. Uh, there's no dextrose in like sea salt, right? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. But in iodized salt, there's okay. dextrose. See, it's, I it's knew like I didn't like iodized agent. salt for a reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they I don't say it on there either. No. Yeah, they just say salt. I just like but, kosher salt. Does it have oh. it? Because that is so good. That's I found good. out because I was going to tan mm-hmm. some hides. Yeah, and I was like, why can't she use iodized salt? Because you can't. It doesn't work. But there's mm-hmm. additives in the salts. In like That's table not salts and stuff. listed. Yeah, it's not oh listed. Oh my gosh. See, and this is why I'm paranoid because people are like, well, you know, it's it's good enough. Like why uh, people, a lot of people are like questioning why I'm so like crazy about my diet. And it's like, one, I feel better this way. And like, I can see significant changes in my like physical appearance, mental health, whatever. Um, but this is very common where they'll just lie to you or know. you know what i mean or so it's, it's like, like very shady like there's not gonna be ingredients on the back of your salt there is it says salt it's huh. just says salt yeah wow, that, but that's, that, but that's the thing like so it's like there's other ingredients that they're not telling you about or there's you know processing methods and practices well it does look like we have another caller so i'm gonna go to the unscreened caller what's on your mind no, it's not an on-screen caller. It's oh. Gigi from Charleston. Hey, Gigi. Hey, Gigi. Sorry, I don't we recognize the number. New, we got a new phone number, so nobody in the studio recognized it. Yep. <clears throat> well, what's on your mind today, Gigi? Pardon me for clearing my throat. Okay. I hope everybody is warm and safe driving. We see on the news that New Hampshire is just in a wretched blizzard. It was 50 degrees today. It, it was so weird because it, there was a crazy blizzard with so much 50 snow. 50 degrees is very tolerable. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. it all warmed up and rained on it. And it's like living inside a 7-Eleven slushy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love those as a kid. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think I called it the wrong thing. Slurpee. But yeah, that's what it. Slurpees, slushies, icies. <laughs> they're all the same. They're all delicious. <laughs> or frozen lemonade. Oh, yeah. Anyways, my husband and I are happy to report we received three letters from Ian. Wow, you guys are really writing a lot of letters to each other. I try to write him a letter per week. I know personally what it's like to have someone very close to you. Hello? Oh, the bumper music just started, so if you want to hold on, then we'll bring you into the next break. 
603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. The Shire Free Church offers a sanctuary to those seeking an escape from state churches. The Shire Free Church is an interfaith, diverse group of people that may not share identical theological beliefs. As a member in or minister of the Shire Free Church, you are a sovereign individual and may be the faith of your choice. We don't claim to have all of the answers. We are open to all peaceful people. We want to learn from each other. What unifies the Shire Free Church and its diverse members is peace, love, and liberty. There are many paths to God, one for every individual. The Shire Free Church does not define a specific path beyond these parameters that must be your foundation. Peace as your way. Love as your guide. And liberty as your light. Learn more at church.shiresociety.com. That's church. ShireSociety.com Talk Live. It's talk radio that you control. And 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call in and bring up whatever's on your mind. That's 603-283-6160. And I want to tell you about the AMPS program. That's A-M-P-S. And I would like to thank Chef Angry, which is a pretty funny name. Chef Angry, thank you for being a silver level amplifier. If you don't know what that means, AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support, and that means that you're helping Free Talk Live be on as many radio stations we can be on and just stay on the air in general. And thank you so much to Chef Angry. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie, Lori, and Nikki. And um, it looks like we have a caller here who called 603-283-6160. Perry in California, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, thank you for allowing me to be on. Uh, thank you for calling. This is Perry. Yeah, um, I, what I wanted to say is, uh, first of all, we're, we're lucky. We're all lucky to be in America, to be in the greatest country in the world. Secondly, I believe that... The, the, the smartest people in America are supporting Trump. They're focusing on Trump. And I think that's the right thing to do at this point. I don't uh, think focusing now, on a politician is very smart. No, pardon me? I just don't think focusing on a politician is a very smart thing to do. What, well, what do I they do they for you? I think Trump is, is looking out for us. That's my opinion. I, I voted for him twice. I'm going to vote for him again. For a third time, uh, if they don't shoot him, I think he's going to be president. But here's the thing, and that, that's, of course, if they get, get the fraud down enough. Uh, but uh, here's the thing. Vivek is good. 
Christie, he, he he just wanted to get billions to Ukraine. He was worthless anyway. All he did was complain about Trump. He didn't do anything. First. Oh yeah, apparently he's out today. But he stepped out. And 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 uh, what's her name? Nikki Haley. She's worthless. Uh, the other, she wants to give billions again to Ukraine. Like like we've got it sitting in the bank. Of course, you know we, we it's not that we don't go out and borrow trillions every day. Uh, the other thing is that uh, the other day uh, Michelle Obama was saying that. And she's scared because oh my Trump might get. I'm scared if they if her and Newsom or somebody gets in the governor of California, uh, we're, we're gonna they they like the same policies that Biden likes. We're gonna be in big big. We're gonna be American. You won't be able to recognize this country anymore if we if we go in that direction with the uh, the Democrats. Now both parties are corrupt. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But the, the Democrats are evil. They're 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 100 percent. They belong in the straitjacket. They're they're completely um, off the wall when it comes to politics. They don't. They're doing everything wrong. Everything. I mean, you could say so, the same thing about Republicans, uh, though, right? Well, yeah, no. Some of the Republicans, you're right. They're called rhinos. They're they're they're, they're worthless. They're not doing. But that even like the ultra conservative ones they, they too, like Mitch McConnell. They're, they're going to lower taxes or in his opinion, they're it's... have smaller government or they're not going to stick their nose in our business and they're going to. They see all these things. You're right. I, yeah, I it's a terrible thing. But they don't they don't do what they say. I, I understand what you're saying. I, but I, even I sometimes the things that they say they're gonna do that they do are bad. Republicans and Democrats. Because they're people who are claiming well, to have authority over our lives and they don't. Well that's why they gotta name Republicans, because they're both in the they're they're they're, they're, they're both together. Yeah, to they're, me they're they're not, they're not looking out they don't care about you and me and they don't care about America. They don't, but once Right, right, like all 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 politicians are like that. They're all um, the uniparty, they're the same thing to me. Um, I just don't get how Donald people. Trump is going to save us. I don't think he is. Thank you for the call, Perry. Donald Trump has never done anything for me. It's all just fake anyway. Yeah, like, I, I feel like the same stuff was happening when Trump was in office as, like, now that Biden's in office. Yeah. Anyone you know what I mean? that like, doesn't think they all have the same motive in right. the end is... Fooled. Yeah, fooled. Yeah. Right. That's the I, I word honestly for it. I'm to the point where I don't think that the president has any power no. at all. No. You think Joe Biden is making decisions? Even if he, he doesn't is, even like, choose his clothes in the morning. You know what I mean? Even if any president is does have power, well, it's not any different than the person who lost to him. That they'd be doing the same thing. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah, I it would be exactly the same, just with a different face and maybe different a different style. Yeah, and- like yeah. I'm trying to make it sound like they're doing something a sli- slight bit different. And it's yeah. all so silly. Like I saw somebody about Nikki Haley saying that, oh, it would be so life changing. It was an ad that popped up. Ugh, oh, it'd be so life changing to have a woman president. Like, oh my God. why would do it? you even care? Would it, would it be life changing? Why does anyone care what gender the president, the president is? is? Yeah. Why does that make any difference? Yeah. Because you are so small minded, you can only relate to a person that's just like you. It's just, yeah, it's strange. I don't know if someone is like beating me and robbing me. I don't care if they're, it it doesn't make it feel better that she's a woman. Thank God she's a woman. Right. And go her anyway. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) It it doesn't make any sense. You go girl. Right. (laughs) And it's just like, and like, so that was the thing with Hillary Clinton, right? Like a lot of people were just like hardcore. Like if you, uh, who cares? She's a woman. 
Yeah, but so so that was the thing. Like mm-hmm. that was the feminist thing to do. I knew so many lesbians that were like, "We hate men." Hillary Clinton. I know so many just I'm like with regular her. girl. Well, okay, like straight like girls that went to my high school and stuff that would say stuff that that sounded like basically what you're saying just like I'm oh with her. you have to support her if you're a girl like what's wrong with you and yeah. it's like and it's like Hillary clinton just de- defended a rapist in court and like ruined a little girl who was like yes. almost raped to death's life yeah how 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 is that for being a feminist yeah. we were born the same gender <gasps> Amazing. So, so much in common. So we're so <laughs> right. half of the people. Right. Oh my gosh, what is that? Like uh, at least five billion people or whatever. Right. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh. Well, before um, the last call, we were talking, well, actually before the last break, we we're talking about a story that you brought in, Lori. Apparently, we have another thing to be grossed out about our food supply. I think that they're um, trying to kill us. And what, what is that? <laughs> Uh, this is a story from OceanConservancy.org. So the, the headline is, it's not just seafood. New study finds microplastics in nearly 90% of protein sampled, including plant-based meat alternatives. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah. It's awesome, right? Nothing's safe anymore. But that's, but I'm I'm glad, uh, you know, the vegans get some too, right? <laughs> Everyone, the, you know, quality, yeah. Everyone. It's in everything. It's in the water. The water, in, yeah. I hadn't heard that specifically seafood had that, uh... But but well, now I feel a little better about well, eating seafood because it's like oh well they all have it. Well yeah, there's the great yeah. the great garbage iceberg in the middle of the ocean. Yes. Yeah, so the They're ocean's just full of plastic. It. Well, fly, or not flying. Well, they <laughs> well, swimming they, around with their mouth open. Well, they find their gills. that um, where like animals will wash up, like dead animals, like whales and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they do an autopsy or cut them open or whatever. They'll be full of tr- all sorts of trash. Yeah. And now I'm assuming that's what killed them. And just like pieces of plastic f- wash up on the beach. Yeah. Like it's no big deal all the time. Mm, yep. So sad. Yeah. Researchers at Ocean Conservancy and University of Toronto estimate that American adults could be consuming up to 3.8 million microplastics per year from protein alone. Mm. A new study by the researchers at the Ocean Conservancy and University of Toronto and published today in the Journal of Environmental Pollution found microplastic particles in 88% of protein samples tested. The samples were drawn from 16 different protein types destined for U.S. consumers, including seafood, pork, beef, chicken, tofu, and three different plant-based meat alternatives. Wow, so... So it just must be in the water. Yeah, it's in the water. It's in everything. Is protein specifically, like... The thing that holds on to the plastics in the animal's body, or no, no, in it's in everything. They just tested like protein sources, hmm. like the the things that they tested were proteins. Yeah, but I'm sure why. like um, the plants have it too. I mean, if you cut vegetables on one of those like plastic cutting boards, you're going to get microplastics in your salad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, because it's in that- the water. Yeah. So if you rinse off your vegetables or whatever, it's you know, inside the vegetables, that's yeah. how the proteins getting it inside of them too. Yeah. Like the the plant based proteins, it's obviously coming from the plants. Yeah. So it's in the plants from the water that they're absorbing. It's coming from the rain it's on everything. Wow. So gross. It is really gross. While scientists have long documented the presence of microplastics in the digestive tracts of commercial fish and shellfish like salmon, halibut, and oysters, there has been little research into whether these microplastics are entering the fillets of the fish, the parts that are actually eaten by people, and little research into terrestrial protein sources like beef and chicken that make up large part of the American diet. 
In the study, microplastics were found in all 16 protein types tested, suggesting that humans are likely eating microplastics no matter the source of protein they choose. Furthermore, there were no statistical differences in microplastic concentrations between land and ocean-sourced proteins. So, yeah, it's got to be the water. Yep, that yeah. makes so much sense. Yeah. I googled it just because I was shocked that oysters have a digestive system. They have a stomach yeah. and intestines and everything. They're mm-hmm. mostly stomach, aren't they? Like I think oyster. that's all they are. Pretty They're like much. a neck and a stomach. Yeah. So the stomach looks like a chewed up piece of gum. If you keep falling it down, it goes into a tube called the intestine. Sounds familiar. Yeah. I just had never thought of that before. I was like, yeah. How but that's why eat? like clam stomachs like people don't like the clam bellies because they're full of sand oh yeah. clam all they, belly all that they makes eat so much is, sense uh, all they eat is sand gross um and microplastics and plastic yeah yeah, yeah sandy plastic. there's plastic in there too that's really sad mm-hmm. and gross this is a startling reminder of how th- prolific plastic pollution has become humans live on land and yet seafood samples are just as likely to be contaminated with plastics as our terrestrial derived proteins said study co-author Dr. Britta Bockler, a marine biologist and associate director of plastic science at Ocean Conservancy. And there's no escaping them no matter what you eat, it seems. The plastic pollution crisis is impacting all of us and we need to take action to address it in its many forms. I mean, how though? Yeah, at how? this point, right. stop you know using I mean? plastic. It's never going to go away, but, but then we, we have like from getting worse, other countries with yeah. billions of people who are never going to stop yeah. and they have trash I mean, on the ground. Personally, I just like, don't know how it, we can stop it. Yeah. That's why. I mean, I guess obviously like you have to eat food. Mm-hmm. So it's like you right. can't, you know, but for me personally, I am not a fan of plastic. Like all everything I use, like I all my like little um, Tupperware things like that is all glass. Mm-hmm. Um, the baby bottles I picked out are glass. Obviously, like the nipple part is silicone because you can't really make glass yeah. glass right. nipple. Yeah. But um, but I I try to cut down plastic as much as I can. But even if you are buying Whole Foods from the grocery stores, it's pla- it's packaged. And like, how in do plastic you make your own toilet paper? Toilet paper smells like chemicals. Sometimes yeah. you go buy a sweet potato and the singular potato that, that drives me plastic mm. and they always do that with the organic ones too mm. it's like come on guys read the room like clearly people buying organic produce don't want a plastic wrapped sweet potato it's got its but it's wrapper. just a joke yeah like it, it comes in a skin like who cares so it's just it's pretty crazy but going to the toilet paper i i found a like unbleached mm. non-toxic type of toilet paper that I use. It's kind of expensive, but I bought it in bulk, so it's not too bad. But they lured me in with an Instagram ad talking about like how bad bleach to- toilet paper is and how there's, you know, they didn't specifically talk about microplastics, hmm. but they were talking about all of the chemicals on the toilet paper. And I was like, oh man. Right. I wasn't and talking then about they totally like hooked me in. But I, I just think about it because like I've been blowing my nose a lot recently. I'll be in the bathroom. I have to blow my nose so I use toilet paper. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, this just smells like chemicals and yeah. that can't be good. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm not going to use something reusable. No, that's Well, gross. there's plastic no. in everything, too. They use it in everything. Like, soda cans. You wouldn't yeah. think, but there's oh plastic inside. Like, they line the can yeah. with or like the um, Well, okay, I heard that about the cans that, like, canned food comes in, but I didn't hear that about soda cans. I think so. Yeah, I think everything, mm, right? Uh, so, what is it called? So you're not um, leaching the metal into your The, whatever. like, forever oh, chemicals sense. that they talk about the that... PFAS. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that is lined with, a, like, a lot of cans are lined with that. Hmm. Receipt paper. Oh, you're not supposed to touch receipts. Yeah, yeah so it's like, yeah, it's like literally every single thing the is going to kill things. you. Hmm. And people... 
And I say that kind of jokingly, but like seriously, like all of these things are made up of legitimately toxic chemicals. And I point this out to people because why do you think there's such an influx in all of these different diseases and all of these specific cancers and all this stuff? It's because people cooking on Teflon coated pans. I mean, but you can't even get away from it. It's like in our clothes Mm -hmm. and it's and it's like you can be as mindful as possible. But to a certain extent, it's like. I'm sorry, I can't afford to wear all, to replace my entire wardrobe with like organic, non-bleached, 100% cotton that was spun by this Amish woman. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I can't, I physically cannot, you can't get away from it. 5G towers, it's in, there's, you know, toxins in the air. Like, you can't get away from this stuff. And that goes back to like the stress where it's like, I kind of switched gears where I'm like, I'm going to control the things that I can control, but I'm not going to fixate on it. And I'm not going to get all like super hyper doom and gloom about it because that stress is worse for me than receipt paper. That's exactly how I feel. And and honestly, I think that the whole point is to lower your vibration so you're unproductive, you're not putting good out into the world. Like that's actually what I think the government and the people who control us want. And it sounds crazy as someone who's never looked into anything. Well, maybe you should look into some things. Like, have you ever read about any of this stuff we're talking about before you like judge it as if it's just crazy? Um, I think that they want to lower your vibration in a way to where you're just living unconsciously because you feel like crap. But the only way to counteract that, well, obviously take the measures you can. And, um, I've taken so many more measures than most people I know. And still, like, I find out there's plastic in the can I didn't know about. You know, yeah. things like that happen basically every single day. Yeah. I'm not going to just, like, start buying a new toilet paper when I can get it from the store. <laughs> exactly, um, yeah. So um, all I'm trying to say is I think the most important thing is to keep yourself vibrating high in general, meditating, stuff like that, because ultimately that's going to help your immune system and yeah. your quality of life and... There, there are people who smoke cigarettes and they live for a long, long time. There are people who, um, you know, they live what you would consider really unhealthy lives and they live for a long time. But either way, you can't take your health with you. Like, we're all going to die. So, yeah, I think being um, constantly super vigilant about everything that you're doing in life is unhealthy. Also. It's almost like a mental illness, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. the, it, well, it's like hyper anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I think I like what Bonnie said about the immune system, because there are constantly going to be factors that we cannot control. So you can do your best. Um, but I think focusing on, like you said, like raising your vibration, doing like healthy mindfulness practices, like keeping your mental health in check and doing positive things for your immune system. I think that's so important because you can't get away from the toxins. You can't get away from the microplastics. Right. Clearly every, even you can't even be, even if you're a vegetarian, it's in the tofu. Yeah. It's, yeah. In, it's in the water right. you're drinking. Grow your own food. It's in, it's in the rain. Yeah. Exactly. It's in the rain. So, I mean, you can try your best, but I think kind of, you know, doing your best And then also focusing on building that immune system and also just like, I think a huge part of the immune system is the mental aspect of it. It is. And you know what I mean? Like, I I never get sick, ever. And I I always say it's because I've made a decision that I don't get sick. You know what I mean? It's like mind over matter. And I remember my mom told me that when I was a little kid. And I was like, oh, shoot, I should try that. And so far, I mean, I cannot remember the last time I've gotten sick legitimately 
because I've just decided. And I, I mean, you know what? I could get sick tomorrow, like really badly. Who knows? But I've kind of just made that decision. Like, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's crap or maybe I'm onto something. Who knows? I, I definitely. Well, we read the article last week about the opposite is definitely true. So yes. people who Being are like extremely yeah. worried about getting sick will be more likely to get sick. Mm-hmm. Well, because stress lowers your immune system. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even, even not just worrying about getting sick, but like just being stressed out in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lowers your immune system. People and also like sleeping enough and people are manifesting that, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you look around and all you see is like cancer, 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 like every, all of this is going to give me cancer. I mean, you are literally like asking the universe to send that your way. If you I live wonder, long enough, you're going to get cancer anyway. I wonder if those it's just cell mutations, I yep. forget what they call it, but the, um, pictures on cigarettes and everything in California that says like, yeah. oh, this is going to get you cancer. The I wonder if that's Prop just 65 warnings. That's what it is. I yeah. wonder if it's a psychological attack, like to make everybody freaked out. Cause like plenty of people smoke cigarettes and don't get cancer. Plenty of people. Yeah. Um, but that's, I don't know what else they have. It on, I don't but know, still. but it's, it's an immune system thing, right? Because like Lori said, cancer is a mutation of your cell, but what happened, which happens all the time, constantly. But our immune systems, there's a special type of white blood cell in our immune system that take care of that. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's not, we don't, we don't want that to happen. Get rid of it. So yeah. yeah, So they, apoptosis, whatever, take care of it. But if your immune system isn't functioning or has a lapse, you know, breach in security, that's when it starts rapidly expanding and then it infects like the surrounding cells and that's when you get the cancer that people think of that are like it's detectable cancer yeah you know babies get cancer people who don't smoke get lung cancer yeah it's yeah if you like i said if you live long enough you're probably going to die of cancer it's just something that's going to happen so living your whole life worried about every single choice you make because you might get cancer is silly you're going to probably get it anyway and even if you don't get cancer, you're going to die anyway. Of something. Yeah. Of, of something. something. Yeah, you could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Right. You know you what could, I mean? You could fall in the bathtub and die. Yeah. I, I just think we're, we we have all gotten to the point where we have looked into this stuff, probably worried about it a bit, and then gotten to, to the other side of the bell yes. curve. Where yeah. We're not the absolute dumbest, not paying attention at all, completely unconscious of what's going in our bodies, but we're not the, oh, I'm a little bit conscious and now I'm freaked out. Now we're on the other side of the bell curve. But I still think that the people listening should, if they are completely unfamiliar, if they don't know, like, what is going on, they should look into, you know, just simply look into the government lying about uh, trans fats or look into the government lying about the food pyramid and you'll go down a rabbit hole and you'll find out that the things that your hospital and your doctor tells you is healthy, is actually killing you. Yeah. I mean, we recommend this book a lot on this show, but the book Deep Nutrition is such a good read. Like, I I I think everyone should read that book. Seriously. Seriously. Um, Because a lot of the food that they're telling you is unhealthy is actually healthy. Like, bacon, high-fat food. And a lot of people will be so happy to know that some of their favorite foods, like, you can eat a hamburger Without it being, you know, I mean, I'm sure like a tofu stir fry is more unhealthy than a hamburger. Yeah, seriously. Right? Because so that's made of like, just a bunch of soy, whereas mm-hmm. yeah. um, a burger is made of beef. Like if you don't go get it at a restaurant where they're cooking in like canola oil for some reason, yeah. just cook it at your house, uh, buy it from a local farm, then it's going to be much better for you. I try Absolutely. my best to only eat things that um, 
would be available to a, a human being naturally. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I'll eat cake. I can source flour. Yeah, I can right. source sugars. I can source eggs, like yeah. all of those things. But can you source Red 40? Right. I'm not going to eat a Red 40 cake. <laughs> and that's yeah. one thing that you know? does worry about me about nat- nat- sorry, natural flavors. But I kind of have a few things that I have to drink with nat- natural flavors because I, I mean, just I can't drink nothing but water. Like, I just can't. Like, yeah. I love Tobo Chico, but that I also got to switch it up from there, too. Natural flavors are probably like one of the worst things I ingest because it's like, like you're saying, what the heck is it? One, they don't have to tell you. Yeah. And two, could a person encounter this fake raspberry flavor in nature? Probably not. I think it was vanilla. Is it vanilla castorum? Oh, yeah. Made it's from the beaver. Beaver anal glands. Oh, that one, yeah. yeah. For like yeah, yeah. in Dr. Pepper. So like, and there's yeah. some that are made from like bugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's in nature. <laughs> yeah. I mean, humans could have eaten that. Yeah, I mean, and it's not poison, so. Well, a lot of stuff I feel like it's like, oh, it seems like it would be in nature, but is it really? Because like the stuff that is made of beetle shells that's in M&M's, yeah, it's a beetle shell, but it's like tons and tons of beetle shells. Well, oh, yeah. I don't know if that's a good example, but like essential oils Shellac. and stuff, like do you, are yeah. you going to encounter a ton of rose petals in nature that were condensed and then made into an oil? Probably not. You shouldn't be eating essential oils, though. Oh, yeah. One time my aunt gave me essential oils in a pill and it cured me that day. But now I think back and I'm like, was well, that like placebo effect or like I have maybe. no clue. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, be I, totally happy if it was. There's a lot of like controversy over essential oils. But now it scares me. I think there's a time and a place. Hmm. But I think it's probably better them, than some things. A lot of them are really toxic if you ingest them orally. And really toxic yeah. to dogs, so I just don't yeah. use them at all. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. You can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order and you're going to obey it. Which order you can go this way? You can do that and you have to leave here. You cannot bring Simon to the rally. Walk with me. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable me. here, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, hey. 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 Who do you think you Excuse are? me. There is no video or audio allowed in this office. No, I have work today. This is... You ain't going to make... Wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Hey! Oh my god! Unbelievable! Bureaucrats have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. You can order your copy of the Director's Cut DVD now at victimlesscrimespree.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Talk radio that you control. 
And 603-283-6160 is the phone number. That's 603-283-6160. You can call in with whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Lori. And Nikki. And we have some more from this article. We were talking about how basically the government in cahoots with the corporations, because we have uh, crony capitalism, um, is trying to kill us with the food supply and all the toxins everywhere. And Lori has a story about that. So back to the story from OceanConservancy.org. It goes on to say, The study found evidence that food processing is a likely source of microplastic contamination, as highly processed protein products like fish sticks, chicken nuggets, tofu, and plant-based burgers, among others, contained significantly more microplastics per gram than minimally processed products, Hmm. items like packaged wild Alaska Pollock, raw chicken breast, and others. That's kind of good to know, Elias. Like, if you're not eating freaking fish sticks, which you shouldn't, um, (laughs) then it's going to be a bit better than a whole fish. Yeah. However, no statistical difference was found between high-processed products and fresh cut products suggesting that food processing is not the only source of microplastic contamination and opening avenues for further research. Now I'm confused. Wait, how could there be no difference? Yeah. That made no sense. But if they were freshly caught, I I don't really get that. It says that they have more in the processed foods, but there's no statistical difference in the amount. Some science study talk that maybe is going over my head. That's strange. It's tempting to want to draw conclusions like eat less of this and more of that to avoid microplastics in your diet. But right now, we still know very little about the microplastic burdens in commonly consumed foods. Our study adds to this knowledge, but also demonstrates the need for further research to better understand the bigger picture, including where the microplastics are coming from and the potential human health risks said primary co-author Madeline I mean, Milne. I think it's obvious where it's coming from. Yeah. The mm-hmm. plastic, where the we're plastic. throwing the stuff away. Yeah. It's in the ocean. Were, were people's masks made of plastic at all? Like those Yeah. Those um For white sure ones? they were like um like microfibers basically. Cuz I remember, I mean I could feel it in my nose when yeah. I would wear them. I, hate, I hated um, that, but I didn't know if it was plastic. But there was, I forget, I don't know what type of research was done. Somebody did some sort of like science experiment thing with the mask where I think they got them wet. I, I forget what they did, but um, but they showed that there were like plastic particles that were coming off of the masks that people were like inhaling hmm. from wearing them. I mean, they're on. Yeah. They're in people's clothing, like polyester and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You're wearing that and rubbing it on your skin. And the fibers are coming off. You're breathing yeah. in those fibers and the dust and all that stuff. Oh, it's on everything. My sister yeah. was telling me that a, a, every air fryer basically puts microplastics into your food, probably because mm-hmm. they don't make well, like just fully metal ones. Well, yeah. there's that, but also they all have like the um, the Teflon. You Teflon. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the uh, the nonstick. I'm glad I never Most hopped on that are. trend. Like. I don't know. I mean, if you go to yeah. a restaurant, a lot of them are probably using some type of Teflon They're probably putting something. stuff in the microwave. Oh, no, I just yeah, met the, like... the trend of air fryers. Like, oh, oh air you have fryers. an air fryer? Yeah. Nope, I just never had one. Yeah, I know I, I have, have a, one either. I have an oven, a, a toaster yeah. oven, and that's, like, the best thing. Like, yeah. okay, I do still use a microwave, but I'm not completely sold on, like, I know Nikki is. Like, yeah, I'm very anti-microwave. Yeah, I don't have one either. <laughs> I just I, think I just the food doesn't taste like, very good. Right, yeah. I just don't use it for food. I'll use it to heat up my coffee. I can't think of another I example. I mean, but there is like, 
There, there are times where, like, especially like at work, occasionally I'd use it because it got to the point where it was like, it would be so much easier for me to heat this up in the microwave. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't need to be in my house, but I, I have know. a radio studio in my house. Yeah, so I really, I don't know. I just put organite places. <laughs> yeah, I hope it true. works. But. Was that all from that study? Um, there's a little bit more. Notably, across all samples, nearly half, 44% of the identified microplastics were fibers, which is consistent with other studies suggesting these fibers are the most prevalent form of microplastics in the environment. About a third of microplastics, 30%, were plastic fragments. I wonder if it's like coming off clothes, like polyester is kind of yeah. plastic, or... Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering like what you're saying. What Latex. is the difference between like the fibers and a different kind of microplastic? You know what I mean? Just the shape? I, the, I, I don't know. Maybe like the source? Like textile yeah. fibers? And then plastic plastics? Like packaging yeah. and stuff like that? I could see that um, like a polyester shirt would be more degradable than um, like, a, like a plastic Tupperware, for example. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's easier to get little sense. pieces. Oh, yeah. That's probably the why fish. there's more. Yeah. And like, you know. You dry your clothes and wash them and that stuff's getting rinsed down the drain. That's true, yeah. The other thing I think about is vapes. Like, they're little plastic machines and they heat up mm-hmm. and steam comes out of it and goes into your lungs. Yeah. And people are just breathing that in. With whatever else yeah. is in them. I, I was about to say, I'm like, that's probably the least of their concerns if yeah. they're vaping. Yeah. 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 So that's really it. It just went on to say a lot of the same things again later on in the article, but. Yep, they're trying to kill us. But also, don't worry about it. That's no. <laughs> that's our. Don't worry too much about it. Be aware yeah. of it. Yeah. But don't worry yourself silly. I, it needs to be like a healthy balance. Yeah. And I do feel like most people kind of can. I, it's not very common that people stress about their diet to the to the extent that, like, say, I would. Um. So I, I think people probably wouldn't have like a really hard time getting getting too far in that direction. If you know what I mean. I only know I think there's a lot of subconscious stressing about things in yeah. American culture and that's why everybody's anxious and depressed and miserable. Probably. The main pe- like problem I hear about with people stressing about their diet is w- one type is just like a utterly I I guess hypochondriac. Oh, everything makes me sick. Like okay, everything seems to make this person sick and they don't eat it. Or um body dysmorphia whatever it is eating yeah. disorder like yeah, they're yeah, yeah. stressing out about their diet because they like think they're too fat yeah too it's not really the ingredients it's more like either calories or mm-hmm. but i don't know if you've ever noticed like a lot of the people who are like everything makes me sick i can only eat like these things the things that they pick are always really unhealthy <laughs> like it's never like oh i can only eat like I'm really Whole picky. foods or I can only eat like meat because I mean, that's kind of how I am. I have a very restrictive diet, but it's like for it's a very conscious things for like right. health reasons. And it's like, no, I don't eat refined sugar and wheat because like I noticed a substantial change in my body. And like, listen, I will if I needed to eat a piece of bread to like save myself from starving like I would, you know, I might eat a piece of candy with some some cane sugar in it every once in a while. Like I'm not like super crazy strict about it, but I find um, like in the other direction, a lot of people that are like, no, I can't, if I eat that, it'll make me sick. It's always like vegetables or, you know what I mean? Mm. It's Yeah. They don't want to eat them and they've come up with some kind of reason. Exactly. And like, I mean, it could be like, they're like 
super, super bought into it. And I, like I've said earlier, the mind is a powerful thing. If you convince yourself, if you eat a, a fresh fruit or vegetable, that it's going to make you sick. Okay, but if, wait, wait. If you're because like, fresh vegetables do make me sick because you're not supposed to eat that. You're supposed to eat it like cooked a lot, you know? Like I used to just eat broccoli. I can't because it's like, I mean, well, I think that's because broccoli some... super cruciferous and like you're eating oxalates and but like getting gas that's that. what it is it's I like mean, but certain, so certain vegetables i think certain nutrients do need to be cooked to get breaks down and to be like bioavailable mm-hmm. but i think like eating fresh cucumbers and fresh mm-hmm. carrots i think that would be yeah i don't yeah. think like every single one I, I like i know people who are like i cannot eat anything that is not like a vegetable they can only they can't eat any vegetables and it's really because they yeah they're like I, I can eat a vegetable but it has to be like drenched in butter and like all of these artificial flavorings <laughs> yeah, they don't want it. and yeah and it's like it's totally cool to admit that like you don't want to eat broccoli like you're an adult you don't need to eat broccoli right. like yeah. who cares you know what if I mean? you're a kid you don't have to eat broccoli yeah, exactly. if you don't like, like it yeah exactly who cares you don't like it yeah, yeah. but unfortunately i do but like I, it but i do i do <laughs> think that like some people are like they've convinced themselves so much that they have physical symptoms or maybe they're eating so much crap that's going through their body so slimy and gross easily then they eat some roughage and their body can't handle it <laughs> maybe and it's like oh no yeah. what is, i don't know how to digest this but like, i know a, a lot point. of people like that hmm. and yeah. it's like huh. i think that that's why a lot of people um that have parents with really nice teeth end up having bad teeth because like I've no- i just noticed this sort of really thing. it's because they're eating what you're saying like just a bunch of sludge yeah. so they're not chewing oh and uh i noticed today and almost said something to him but i don't know i just didn't Jay Noon's kids have really nice teeth and they like to chew on bones. Yeah. They're like, they fight over chewing on bones. Yeah. yeah. Like, I want to chew on the bone. No, I want to. Yeah. But it looks like we have a caller, unscreened caller. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, I was just up in the area uh, recently. I've listened to you guys for over a decade, I guess. But um, I'm up here for work and I guess it's sort of off subject. But I don't know. Is there any place I should? Eat or see one in the Uh It's just New Hampshire, Vermont area. Well, there is a Thai restaurant, if you like Thai, in Manchester nice. called right on. Dai Kun Thai, like D A I K U N Thai. That place is amazing. Right. If you like really Sweet. spicy food, you can get it really spicy there. Um, but I can't really think of much else. There's another one in Manchester. It's an all-you-can-eat sushi place. Oh, uh, that place is Kisaki cool. Kasaki Japanese Cuisine that on Elm really cool. Street in uh, in oh. Manchester. I really like it because I think you pay, I think it's like less than $30, but it's for unlimited sushi. There are a few caveats. Like if you leave anything on your plate, they charge you extra. Like you right. can't waste the food. Uh, yeah. um, and simple. there is... Yeah an hour and a half limit but mm-hmm. i when i go to eat sushi i like sashimi which mm-hmm. is like really really expensive so i totally get my my money's worth i don't yeah. i live really far away from manchester but if i ever make my way out there that's that's one of the places i Me go and where are you coming from so good nice yeah i, I wrote both of those down sweet i'll have to check them out yeah mm-hmm. i'm from the midwest so i <laughs> have you ever been to new england uh i have not no i okay. i got pulled out of a ditch this morning and everybody told me i had summer tires on i'm like i don't oh, know no. what you're talking about this is what my oh so you're here here with yeah <laughs> you should go to fun and, uh, spot it's the largest spot. arcade like in the world oh yeah fun I spots saw a billboard for that that's what i'm saying i was like i saw something 
Nice. Where Where's that at in New Hampshire? Um, oh, in the I Lakes region. Um, I forget what it's called. It's the Lakes region, so it's kind of um, right north uh, north east of Manchester. I say go Ooh. to like. Yeah, I, I I must have been close to earlier. I know it's kind of that direction. I guess so. Cool. Go to the beach. Right check out the marshlands. You know, go yeah, to the white I've seen white like mountains. Large lakes. I'm like, I didn't know there's lakes up here. Yeah, lots, yeah. lots and lots of water. No, it was just untouched for so long. It looked like it wasn't real. I assume it was a frozen over lake or something up this way, but I feel like the yeah, lakes wouldn't cooler. be frozen right now. Like I, I don't, I wouldn't trust the lakes it right now. It was fifty May. degrees today. Bouncing me around a lot this week, but yeah, it might have been Maine when I saw it. But I feel like it was oh. Vermont or New Hampshire. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. So I hope you enjoy your time. Cool. Yeah, thanks for the advice and everything, and uh, keep the good work. Thanks so much, and thanks for being a long time listener. We appreciate it. That's always like a fun kind of call. Yeah, kind of like a social call. But unfortunately, I have some bad, bad news to talk about instead oh, no. from the world news, because that's what we do on Free Talk Live. We talk about bad stuff so you can listen to us and tell us your opinion on it. <laughs> from the AP, from APnews.com, it says, as Bosnian Serbs mark controversial National Day, U.S. warns celebration mounts to a criminal offense. And this might be a little confusing if you don't know what's going on. I only barely know what's going on from Ian tell me, telling me a little bit, but apparently the bo- some some group in, is it Bosnia-Herzegovina or is it Serbia? I don't know. Yeah, Bosnia-Herzegovina are wanting to break off. And amid that, there's a national day for the Bosnian Serbs that they're going to celebrate. And the United States is threatening them. And I just think this is newsworthy because it's like, what? Right? would our government have to tell people who want to break away that they're being criminally, um, they're acting criminally by celebrating their national day. It's so messed up and weird. Yeah, that is crazy. weird. What is the reasoning behind the celebration being a criminal offense? And what criminal offense from the U.S.? They don't, they don't have to abide by U.S. laws. So Right. It's so weird. It says the United States warned on Tuesday that ongoing celebrations of a Bosnian Serb self-proclaimed national holiday, which included a parade of paramilitary and police troops, were in violation of Bosnia's constitution. What? And why does, yeah, why does the U.S. care about that? And a 1995 peace agreement, maybe that has something to do with it. And as such, amounted to a criminal offense. If you agree to a peace agreement that includes, oh, you can't have your own parade that is totally peaceful, like, maybe that was a bad decision. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like, I mean, if they're celebrating a holiday, I'm sure they do this every year, right? I don't know. I yeah. don't know if it's new co- because there's apparently... I see cops and parades. Right. Yeah. There's some There's some group in that area that are trying to break off, and Ian was telling me that, but I don't really know all the details. So maybe that's just like something they've brought back because they want to celebrate maybe. because maybe yeah. it just seems like the United States is really serious about being anti-secession. Like the United States yeah. is on Ukraine side in the Ukraine-Russia war. And in that situation, the Ukrainian government was bombing people just because they wanted to be a part of Russia. Yeah. And the United States is backing that. I think the U.S. is really serious about butting into everyone's business all the time where they don't belong. Right. It says, in a statement, the U.S. Embassy in Sarajevo, I guess that is maybe there, I have no idea, 
urged Bosnia's legal authorities to investigate any violations of law relating to or related to the marking of January 9th as the day of the Republica. I can't say that entity. So it looks like Spriska, but there is like only one cons. I mean, vowel Spriska. So, the, OK, the day of the Republica Spriska entity, which is what the part of Bosnia run by ethnic Serbs is called. The issue is not the celebration of the holiday, but rather the decision to do it on January 9th, the statement said. What? What? Okay, so that's like really, really stupid. There has to be some kind of history here we're not understanding and hopefully it's as the January 9th holiday commemorates the day in 1992 when Bosnian Serbs declared the creation of their own state in Bosnia, igniting the country's devastating four-year war that killed more than 100,000 people. And there's probably another side to that. Like, did they just go and kill 100,000 people or were 100,000 people killed because they were being threatened not to become their own country and then somebody went after them, you know? Bosnia's constitutional court has ruled against celebrating that date in the past. You can't celebrate anything on that date? Uh, what if it's your birthday right (laughs) maybe it's just if if it's related to being a bosnian serb which is just like that's That's crazy i just still don't get why the u.s cares yeah that's what is really weird it's just i think they're really against secession at all they want to wait not in thailand that's what's weird i mean um it's understandable wait is it thailand or taiwan not in taiwan taiwan doesn't want to be part of china and the united states is on their side then but not on the Bosnian Serb side in this situation. It's so weird. It's like, it shouldn't be our business. It shouldn't be the United States business in either situation. But it's just weird that they're so um, serious about it. And so in people's business. It says, Bosnian Serbs defied both the court and international criticism, staging a parade of troops armed with machine guns, armored vehicles, and other equipment. Also participating was the Russian Night Wolves biker group, Known for its support for Russian Vladimir Putin. Nationalist Bosnian Serb leader Milorad Dodik, a Kremlin ally, said the Serbs won't give up the day when Republika Spriska was born. The Russian ambassador in Bosnia was among the rare foreign officials who attended the gathering in the northwestern town of Banja Luka. We are looking at Serbia. We are looking at Russia. Dodik said in his speech, he added that the holiday cannot be banned because it would have mean, it, sorry, it would mean we have fallen. I guess the Bosnian Serbs. So this is really serious to them. During the war, Bosnian Serbs expelled and killed Bosniaks, who are mostly Muslims, and Croats from the territories they controlled. The conflict ended in 1995 in a U.S. brokered peace agreement. The so-called Dayton Accords created Serb and Bosniak Croat entities in Bosnia held together by weak joint central institutions. Bosnian Serbs, however, have sought to gain as much independence as possible. Dodik has openly called for secession from Bosnia, defying U.S. and British sanctions imposed over his policies, which is really crazy because it looks like Dodik is... um, it says he's the Russian ambassador in Bosnia. Okay, never mind. I thought it said the like American ambassador. That that doesn't make any sense. And that's why I was confused. Um, it says 
Bosnian Serbs, however, have sought to gain as much independence as possible. Dodik has openly called for secession from Bosnia, defying U.S. and British sanctions imposed over his policies. And why is the U.S. and, and England involved, or British, I know, all of Great Britain, why are they involved in the policies of somebody in Bosnia? It's so weird. I just find it absurd that they're going to tell people that they can't celebrate on a certain day because something bad happened that day. It's right. really weird. Even if you could convince me, like, 100% these people were in the wrong, they really did something bad, I would still be of the opinion that they should be allowed to celebrate what they want to celebrate. If somebody wants to celebrate 9-11, <laughs> like, that's their business. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, that's a weird party to have. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Free staters should do that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some... I think some of them might. Some yeah. of them actually um, celebrate the day that John McCain died. And they have fireworks like, last year. I feel like I heard about that. Um, oh my gosh. It says, on Monday, two U.S. fighter jets flew over Bosnia in a demonstration of support for the Balkan country's territorial integrity. What? That costed money. Yeah. What the heck? In Brussels, European Commission's spokesperson Peter Stano insisted on the need to respect the sovereignty, territorial integrity, constitutional order, including decisions by the Constitutional Court by all actors in Bosnia-Herzegovina. He warned of serious consequences for any action against those principles. And that's just like evil. It's, it's like the whole thing is weird too. Like I don't understand why so two groups of people live in a space, right? And they want to not be in the same space together anymore. Why is one going to force another one to stay? I have no idea. Why can't they just split? That's the thing, right? It's like if your wife wants a divorce and you're like, you're not allowed to. It's like you want to be with somebody that doesn't want to be. You want to hold them here against their will. Like that doesn't sound like it'll end well for you either. Yeah. That's how it works, though. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Don't go anywhere. control and 603-283-6160 is the phone number that's 603-283-6160 and with you in the studio tonight you've got me bonnie Lori, and nikki and i'm gonna go right into the phones because we have a caller on the line law dog in michigan what's on your mind law dog whoa bonnie how you doing it's good hearing from you ladies there good. i'm just uh kind of chilling out here uh not really too much going on in Michigan except the Wolverines. They they won their their championship there, and uh, but uh, and and the Lions uh, they're going to be in the playoffs there. But Dana Nessel is is coming out to protect us from all of the scams and the tickets and everything. And uh, you know, so uh, I guess that uh, Miss Nessel is uh, 
performing who uh, her due diligence. So what's what's going up there in the, in the, your neck of the woods in New Hampshire? Well, actually, this Friday, I'm going to go to a hearing to speak in favor of a bill that would give New Hampshire people the right to vote on an amendment to the Constitution that would say if the federal government hits $40 trillion in debt, we're, we secede from the union. Oh, nah, I, I'd make it $35 trillion. <laughs> $40 trillion is going to be too late, so you better... Yeah, I, I don't know. Quick. They're they're going at it so quickly. It's I think it's already passed. I don't I don't exactly know. Let's see. I, I know it's in the thirty trillion. So they well, go since, through money pretty since quickly. the start of football season, their uh, the national debt increased by one trillion dollars. Whoa! It says thirty four uh-huh. trillion right now. Oh oh, another thing too at mi- the major college campuses here, Michigan and Michigan State. <laughs> They have this amendment that went through that they are now serving alcohol <laughs> at all of the uh, athletic functions. So um, it's going to be uh, really interesting when uh, when that happens. Um, so did you have anything else on your mind for us tonight, Law Dog? Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, just one thing. Um, Run me through the screener, if you would, from now on. Don't put me on the air, um, you know, directly like that as a oh, surprise I can't, basis. I can't on, huh? like, we don't have a screener anymore, so, like, okay. it's the last segment, so I just have to oh, okay. let people on. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it was about, uh, I would say about six months ago, I had a really, really strange visitor ask me some uh, really kind of personal questions there about my listening habits. Whoa. And uh, it um, more or less, uh, that's why I haven't called. Oh, no. So uh, if you think that, that uh, this country has free speech, I just want to let you know that, uh, no, uh, somebody doesn't like his, what you say, even though it's the truth. So, uh, hmm. you know, uh, just uh, don't, well, just have me, uh, I'll I'll pick another name for this year and uh, try to get uh, uh, Shake uh, somebody who's on my tail okay okay thank you and good luck with that that sounds kind of scary but i hope it wasn't free talk live related but i think it's an important thing that we do here keep um people have having the ability to exercise their freedom of speech on the radio um about 180 stations i think it is well that's the last number i heard um and it looks like we have another caller david from san francisco you're on free talk live what's on your mind Oh, honey. Yeah, I um, I don't know if you're keeping up with the border issue, but uh, one of the dumbass congressmen from down in Texas, uh, what was his name here again, uh, he admitted that the Republicans don't want to uh, uh, solve the border problem because they want to make Trump look bad, right? So the um, the the what makes it worse, and I'm calling the libertarian show because you guys are interested in money and the value of money. Um, if you're paying attention to the government shutdown, the Republicans are refusing to come up with a budget for America because they want something to happen at the border. 
Well, this dumbass congressman admitted uh, that they don't want to solve the border problems, and that gets into whether or not they're actually working for the uh, uh, the Saudi Arabians. Oh, here's the guy's name, U.S. Rep. Troy Nels, N-E-H-L-S. And uh, he basically admitted that the uh, Republicans have no desire to deal with the border because they want to make Biden look bad. Well, I don't know if Nels is a saboteur or a fool, but the gov- if the government shutdown is based upon trying to get a border policy that works and the Republicans refused to uh, sign on to a bill that a lot of Republicans were agreeing to, but they uh, still want to make Trump or Biden look bad, then they're going to end up doing the government shutdown, which would then ruin America's credit rating and make the Saudi Arabians, uh, uh, I don't know if you're keeping up with the Saudis, but they want to stop using the U.S. dollar as the reserve currency. And so the evil Saudi Arabian uh, Mr. Bonesaw uh, would then have an opportunity to use uh, another currency, and that would make, mean that the value of everything in America, every house, every car, every piece of art, everything, would be floating around uh, in in uh, like currency speculators do, and so the value of everything in America would all of a sudden go on to another currency rather than the U.S. dollar. It would be floating, right? And so do the, are the Republicans as stupid or as uh, – uh, 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 as saboteurs is uh, an easy way of looking at it. Uh, would they sell out the American value system, uh, the American currency, just to make a point? Or are they actually selling out America for uh, more venal reasons so that uh, some corporate money would all of a sudden be uh, be the value? Hmm. So I don't know if you're uh, keeping up with this U.S. Rep. Troy Nels, but that dumbass uh, admitted it today. And it gets into whether or not it's treason or whether it's sabotage. Somebody challenged me on the word treason that if we're not at war, uh, uh, then uh, it's not treason, but uh, selling out the value of everything in America, right? Everything in America would go into a floating currency as opposed to, and if you're familiar with the uh, International Monetary Fund, the uh, U.S. dollar is the world's currency. And uh, uh, every every country, if they want to do, uh, if you want to go from Paris to London, you still have to uh, change your currency based on what the U.S. dollar is. Yeah, well, but I just think it's like if it's going to fail, it's going to fail. It's kind of um, the people who set this whole system up. It's kind of their fault for making us live in this debt-based currency system. I mean, it's going to fail regardless. I don't think anything that this one state rep does or anything to do with the The border or Saudi Arabia, like, I don't think... uh, Either way, I mean, it might expedite it, but I don't think... It's going to fail regardless. I don't think the government's in the business of solving problems anyway. Right. I think that makes them obsolete if we don't have problems. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. They... 
they don't want things solved. They want to continue to collect their paychecks that yep. they cry are not enough. There was an article I saw today. Some senator, maybe, I think it was a senator. In New Hampshire? Was No. Oh. Um, maybe it was a House representative. It was somebody crying that they only made uh, $175,000 a year. Aww. And they haven't had a raise in so long. Aww. Yeah. They probably Bummer. make a lot more like with their insider trading or whatever. Though. I think it was a house rep and I think they get like some kind of um, rental stipends too. like they get their yeah. housing paid. Must not be in New Hampshire because yeah. I'm pretty sure they get paid like two cents a year. <laughs> I'm get pretty paid, sure like, like the house reps get bucks. paid. Yeah. Yeah. It's like crazy how low they get paid. I'll have to look and see what it was. But that's pretty funny. Well, it, maybe if, if, if it was like a federal one, I think that's different than even in New Hampshire. I think that's different, but I, I don't really know. But yeah, that's just basically the story of governments being involved in other countries' business for some reason. Because it's like, I feel like if the Saudi Arabians, he called the man evil, I don't know who he is, but if the Saudi Arabians want to use some other currency, they should be allowed to do it without the threat of the United States government going and bombing and killing all of them. Because they, I think they should. I think we should too. I think everybody should. Or, yeah. I mean, like, use a different currency right. versus the U.S. dollar. Bitcoin, like, like a real like a real currency, not a fiat currency. Right. Because we're, we're seeing, because the U.S. is using the Federal Reserve and the fiat currency of the U.S. dollar, this is why our economy is currently failing. Yep. I mean, like, it's not like the economy is great right now. I, I have this article here that I was possibly going to get into. It was I'll, Congress, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that make makes sense. Yeah. Um, I have this article here talking about the 2024's hottest real estate markets and like what's up and what's down. And what's weird is apparently the Rust Belt is doing really well. It says, this where is, is from, that? Uh, the Rust Belt is just where there used to be a lot of industry like Pennsylvania, Ohio, okay, yeah, West yeah. Virginia. Yeah, like steel industry and, and stuff they, like that. Yeah. They call it the Rust Belt because it just got abandoned and, oh, okay. and uh, there's like literally rust, rusted factories. Oh, okay. So... And it's, like, kind of famous for, like, people who want to live there. So, apparently, they're, it's becoming more interesting to people for some reason, which is kind of, like... cheap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also kind of, like, well, that's where that big train chemical explosion was, too, but okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a bunch of it did Don't worry about New that, ha- though. A bunch of it landed in New Hampshire, though, specifically. That was, that was like, the most stressed out I'd been for a really long time. Like, I was, like, gotta stop thinking about this. Which is kind of goes back to what we were talking about, about stopping thinking about things. Sometimes it's because you're like, well, I can't spend my time thinking about this anymore. It says the hottest housing markets of 2024, Rust Belt's new shine. It's a, this is um, from Axios.com, but it's Zillow's predictions. And Zillow is a real estate website. You can go look up oh, what houses are for sale in my area. The Rust Belt has a new shine. Driving the news, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Cleveland are expected to be among 2024's hottest housing markets. Wow, that's so shocking. Like, I've only been to Cleveland, like, twice. Like, uh, honestly, Ohio in general, just, like, it just... Would not want to live there. uh, That's all I have to say. Like, it's not like it was disgusting or terrible. It was just, like, really boring. Um, It definitely gets cold. It definitely gets hot. You want to live in a place where it gets extremely hot and extremely cold, live in Ohio. That's terrible. Like, I, I would, I mean, I'd just pick one. Yeah. <laughs> it says the South, Midwest, and Great Lakes regions are expected to thrive. 
compared to the rest of the U.S. because of their relative affordability. Why it matters. It's fresh evidence of America's new influence frontiers. Thanks to our wired world and COVID-era trends, the country's centers of power and jobs have spread out from the coastal bubbles. State of play. Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, Providence, Rhode Island, Atlanta, Charlotte, North Carolina, Orlando, Florida, and Tampa, Florida also topped this year's ranking of Zillow's hottest housing markets of 2024. Says Buffalo and other and the other hottest markets of the year are projected to have strong demand, steady home values, rising home ownership rates, and job growth per the report. The only thing that kind of sucks about this is like, isn't it really hard for people to buy houses in those areas if they're, you know, they're the hottest market of the year? It says on the flip side, home values and in some cases, home ownership rates are expected to drop in not hot markets. Housing markets are healthiest where affordable home prices are strong and employment are giving young hopefuls a real shot at buying and starting to build equity, Zillow data scientist Anusha Prakash says. The projected typical home value in Buffalo is $248,445 compared to the U.S. average of $237,400 something. And that's really surprising because I would think that like Buffalo, New York would be expensive. I don't know. I just think of all New York is just like expensive and it's 100,000 less than the average. Most of New York is just like the woods. Yeah. yeah, yeah but, Like upstate. Like once you get. Yeah. I, I'm not. I didn't think it was like, oh, New York City. I just thought, I don't know. More all of New York was yeah. much more expensive than like living in Alabama or something. Yeah. I, we, I was just oh, I'm talking sure housing about... prices in Alabama are below that. I wish it would <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah. I um. <laughs> Matt and I were talking about this like we were uh, he was just looking up like housing values at different parts of New York Um, and some of them like some of like the median uh, cost to buy a house for some of these places in New York. I was like under a hundred thousand dollars, which compared to like New Hampshire. I mean, I don't know what the median right. cost for a house in New Hampshire is, but I'm guessing it's at least like three, four hundred thousand dollars says Texas markets have long been that have long been hot are expected to cool in 2024. Oh my god, like when I was in San Antonio last, so I left in January 2021 and went to visit my friend for his birthday in September 21, 21. And I was like outside every single day, driving all over the city. I did Uber Eats for a job. I didn't like to be sitting around in my house. I could tell that it the population had grown in just those 8 months and that was obviously really pivotal months because we were like wow COVID's over I don't want to deal with that ever again and they moved somewhere where they feel like it was good San Antonio was bad it was like hell on earth to me but um people just think oh Texas oh it's free there I I used to think that that's why I moved back to Texas but um it's not true well at least like don't live in the city in Texas if you can stand living in the middle of nowhere pretty much anywhere you'll be more free than living in a city but anyways it says San Antonio and Austin are two of the three major U.S. metros where inventory has improved since the pandemic, and that supply should keep prices cool in 2024, even if demand grows. Probably because they're just nonstop, almost like growing, building these like really ugly, really cheap, really quick suburbs. Which doesn't make any sense. I don't know why there's so much housing development going on when there's houses already that people don't live in. Hmm. There's so many of them. It's a great question. 
I don't know. Is that going on a lot here? Everywhere. Hmm. The whole country. There's so many houses that nobody lives in. Hmm. But they just keep building more houses. It seems like those ones get filled up. It's it's crazy. Like when I like land in San Antonio, it just looks like a bunch of like, you know, those mazes made out of bushes, except made out of houses. Mm-hmm. Like just um those corn mazes, but made out yeah. of houses. Yeah, it's a bunch of weird uh, geometrical shapes. And it's like ah, oh, looks like home. Do they all look the same? Yes, they all look the same. It's beige. It's grayish. Yeah. It says home prices are still wildly more expensive than pre-pandemic. They've risen 34% in San Antonio and 44% in Dallas. Bashard notes, which I didn't catch who that was. Even a slight dip in home prices could bring relief to Lone Star buyers. I think everywhere is like more expensive than normal, right? Um, It just seems like that from everywhere I've heard. This other article here says that San Diego has a huge housing shortage. But the other thing is, like, how much of this is just made up? You know, I have no idea. 16. So there was an article, April 12th, 2023, that says 16 million homes in America are sitting vacant. Well, that's so weird. I've never really heard of that problem. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely probably not as much of a problem in our area, because I think there probably is a lot of, like, lack of inventory in New Hampshire, especially um, but I totally could see like some, I don't even know an example, but yeah, there's for sure a lot of like rundown houses that are just. Is it like that? Is it rundown even houses? Not, even not rundown ones. Yeah. Like, there's just a lot of places where nobody lives in them. Yeah. Does that article explain like why? Oh, I didn't look that far into it. Oh, it's okay. It. I can though. When I was a kid, there was this house on our street that me and all the other kids thought were hot, was haunted in Tennessee. And no one ever lived there. And we would, like, go sneak on the property, which is kind of bad. And um, we found this, like, pile. Like, apparently they, like, abandoned it. But they still owned it. So no one lived there. And it was, like, the prettiest house on our street, too. Other than being, like, not taken care of. They had, like, this these trash can trash bags just thrown under a bunch of wood that they abandoned there and, like, left. And I was always like, why would you just abandon a house and not sell it? Like, that's why we thought yeah. it was haunted. So yeah. this says nine um, percent of homes in America are considered vacant, and one third of those, so thirty-two point eight percent of vacant homes, are vacation homes or seasonal mm. or recreational use. Okay, that makes sense. Like That's in a lot. Ringe, New Hampshire, I was door knocking for Matt Santanastaso in twenty twenty, and it was like house after house after house that was like clearly a vacation home. That yeah, yeah, home. especially once you get onto like some of the lakes and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like lake houses. So I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Like if it's but to me, like, if somebody owns it, it's not necessarily vacant. Um, but if you can't sell it, and I'm sure like some things get like if somebody passes away, yeah, yeah, then I'm just sure that like could bank limbo. Yeah, yeah, like that could make it pretty messy. Also, like families will keep their dead parents' house. Like um, I used to clean a house that no one lived at, but the family would meet up there for Christmas and stuff instead of like meeting That's up at weird. one of their houses. It's weird. They're, they had That's like weird. bug. Um, like they would spray for they had people come and spray for bugs they also had us come and clean so i was like vacuuming up dead scorpions and that's dramatic i also like can't imagine to me that's wasteful i mean to each their own it's their property they can do whatever they want with it but like a really huge i can't imagine that like for me and my family like there would be someone who could use that money from the sale of that house 
and we can gather at somebody else's kitchen table. Right. right. Or rent it out for income or do something yeah, with it. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah, that's actually a better thing to do with it, probably. Something really sentimental. Maybe the siblings couldn't agree. I don't know. I I don't know anything more yeah. about that situation. But I had. But really I'm sure that's that. not an isolated incident. Like I'm sure yeah. that happens a lot. Right. I mean, I also so I was watching, you know, the Osbournes. Um, they have all of these spinoff shows now, but one of them is like a ghost hunting show. Oh. And Jack, the son, was brought like a medium to his childhood home in I don't know some somewhere in the UK. I think they all live in Los Angeles now. I think they live in the United States now, but. They still have their original house from when he was a kid Hmm. back in the UK. And he would talk about how it was haunted and how he had all these experiences as a kid. But the point was they had someone just staying there, essentially house sitting and, you know, making sure the pipes don't freeze, making sure everything, you know, but they had the property and it's a giant like castle looking mansion that they lived in forever that the um, reality show the original, like the Osborne's reality show, was filmed in. Yeah, I can't just remember what They just, I think it is just called the Osborne's. Hmm. But um, but yeah, it's just sitting there. That's so weird. And um, they, but somebody was technically living there. Like his friend was like house sitting, and it's like, oh, cool, you just get to live in this like creepy castle. mansion. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I heard recently that. Ozzy Osbourne's son is really into the paranormal yes, he is. and really wanted to get Ozzy Osbourne on board. But Ozzy was like, this is all crap. So he went and rented this doll that is famous and very haunted called Robert the Doll. Mm-hmm. And he, you're not supposed to look at it really. You're not supposed to take pictures of it. There's a whole story behind it. You can oh. Google Robert the Doll. Why is he haunted? But you're not supposed to take pictures of it or disrespect it, blah, blah, blah. And Ozzy Osbourne threw it on the ground and was like, this is a bunch of crap. Like, this is all crap. And he now says that he was cursed because of that incident. And he said that that's why he has Parkinson's. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. That's what Ozzy Osbourne thinks. That's weird. I mean. (laughs) Lori doesn't look convinced. (laughs) No, she's not convinced. I'm not convinced. I refuse to be haunted by Robert the dog because I accidentally looked at him in a Sam and Colby video. And that's supposed to be bad. Oh, um, even in the video? Uh, apparently, yeah. That, that's why they censor it, and th- then they tell you, like, okay, if did you your don't life fall look, apart right afterwards? Ian went to jail. No, I'm just kidding. I was <laughs> after. Okay, so You're like, well, actually, <laughs> yeah, my life is fine. David in New Mexico, what's on your mind? Sorry for bringing you in right at the end. Lots of stuff. Duh, it's crazy. Um, but since you, you ran me out of time, so I can't even say what I was going to say, so I'll have to say it a different time. But you reminded me of something. You're talking about Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. And you, you know how that dumb K, KTOX radio in Golden Showers, Arizona, they're, they're replacing you with that Kate Daly, Daly chick that can't even talk. Mm-hmm. You, guys are, you guys are so much more interesting than she is. And, in fact, you're even way more fun to listen to than that uh, the guy that, that's on KTOX just before you, that afternoon jive guy. Thank you so much, David. That's really nice. I really appreciate that. And he also said he was going to call into the program director and tell them that. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen um, to more episodes and find out more at freetalklive.com. And we'll be back tomorrow. Peace. you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great 
It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com